0: Marcelo Pico, with me as always. For this is Marcus Irving. Hello,
1: Marcelo. Hey, how are you? And doing? all of our beautiful listeners.
0: Every out there. single one. Let's let's list them out. Hi to you. There's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Oh yeah, for sure. There's
1: um uh, my mom. Yes, Marcus's mom. Thank you. My friend Ethan. He's probably gonna listen. Ethan. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Um,
0: nobody I know is gonna listen to this. <laughs> no friends of mine are gonna <laughs> listen to this. That sounds sad to me coming out of my mouth well you know what else is sad uh the 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 fate of people involved in the movie we're talking about today yeah it's a good segue where are we
1: Who we told you who we are why are we here marcus we're 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 doing a podcast series where we're cataloging the career of one Richard Kelly, the director of Donnie Darko, and a few other things.
0: Well, not very much. Just Donnie Darko, Southland Tales, and The Box. Those are yeah, it's a his, very few other
1: things. It's yeah, a
0: very few other things. Fortunately but, or unfortunately, I, I, I'd say unfortunately, I, 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 I would have wanted to have seen more, and I'm sure he'll end up directing at least one other movie in the next yeah, few years. who knows what
1: the future holds. Uh,
0: um, we're We're, we're going to discuss the future in the future, but for now we're discussing the past, um, we've already done Donnie Darko. We've covered it. Yeah. We've, we've unlocked the mystery of Donnie Darko in the last two episodes. We did a commentary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we did an episode just uh, on the director's cuts and the uh, many machinations behind Donnie Darko. I mean, that that yeah, Everything you wanted to know about Donnie Darko, we covered it in the last... Like three hours that, podcast.
1: That's probably why you're here, is because you saw all the news reports about like somebody <laughs> finally cracked Donnie Darko and solved the mystery.
0: Yeah, um, you came to us. It, it wasn't the director's cut. It wasn't all the behind the scenes uh, documentaries or the commentaries. No, over the years, no. It was us. It was this show. We we unlocked the code. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're the new cinema sins. Um, and <laughs> and because of that, Richard Kelly has to come on the show now. He he to come yeah. on. Yeah. Um but yes, uh I don't think we said it outright last episode, but we said we we're going to touch on Domino, we we're going to discuss Domino. I don't think we said we we're going to do a commentary,
1: but no, yeah. We we decided we're at we're not going to just touch on Domino. We're going <laughs> to go fully into Domino, fully anybody has ever gone in on this movie.
0: I did not expect us to do this, but I think we talked ourselves into it. I, I, I was talking, I was saying off mic, if this ends up being not good, which, hey, already two episodes in, maybe it's not good, uh, but if this one, if the third episode where we do a domino commentary, if this doesn't end up being good, you can blame me, because I'm pretty sure it was my idea, um, and, yeah, we're doing the commentary, and then, if that doesn't go well, then we'll, next week, or next episode, we'll do another episode of domino, all right, well, regardless if this goes well or not, mm-hmm. we're gonna do that. We're gonna do another episode. And if that For doesn't sure. if that doesn't go good too, then blame me too because I think that was my idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of similar to Donnie Darko, we're doing the commentary. We're, we're we're kind of covering the basics with the commentary, and then the next episode on Domino, we're doing some research and we're gonna listen to. Yeah. There's a this is something I, I just found out. Uh, last week, and this is why we're doing this, I think. Uh, Richard Kelly, along with uh, Tony Scott, the director of Domino, they, they did a commentary for Domino, and I don't think I've ever listened to it. Have you listened to that commentary, Marcus?
1: I have not, no. I I, I am going to do that after we've done this. Yes, so I, yes. I wanted to come in here as, as fresh as possible, I not think, knowing as, as little as possible.
0: I think I listened to it years ago, maybe, because I, I was a huge fan of this movie years, years ago, and I still am. I but want to say there's.
1: I want to say there's two commentaries with Richard Kelly. Or like one of them's like an interview with Domino. Yes, yes.
0: I was uh, done by Richard Kelly. That's on the disc. We'll we'll watch that. We'll listen to that. We'll do everything. We'll do all that for the next episode. Yeah. We'll, uh, I think there's some articles on um, Domino Harvey, the real life uh, bounty hunter that this movie is based on. We'll do all that research. Talk about yeah, that for sure. In the next episode. But for now, we're just going to watch the movie. Overall, we're gonna see uh, very, very general
1: discussion of this movie.
0: That's the plan.
1: That's the plan. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we're currently paused uh, oh, yes. at two seconds into the film on the on the officially released Blu-ray. Yes,
0: the officially released uh, Blu-ray. Not any bootlegs. <laughs> yes. Don't get your bootleg copy. You have to buy the official <laughs> uh, New Line Cinema Blu-ray. Okay, uh, Warner Brothers Blu-ray. Um, it, you know what? You know what was a. Uh, you have a 4K setup, right, Marcus? Do you have a 4K? Um,
1: setup? I do. Not that's not how I'm watching this right now, but I do have one. Yes. I uh, this isn't this. Uh, this is something I should not be
0: saying, uh, not because it's bad or anything, but because it it adds nothing to this discussion. But um, last night I was watching Atomic Blonde uh, in 4K, and that's a stunning movie. Yep. Sort of, yeah. sort of similar structurally to to this, you know, not based on true story, but like narratively, similar. And then uh, putting on this Blu-ray of Domino, I really do wish uh, this was in 4K. This movie, Domino, because um, yeah,
1: well, it, well, it's. I it, think we'll talk about. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's a shift, was what I'm saying, from going from a 4K disc to a promo at the beginning of this Blu-ray saying, "Hey, blu rays the new thing," back in 2009. Yeah, uh, and it looks kind of grainy compared to 4K. Anyway, my main point is, uh, 4K is pretty cool, guys. So, all right, that's all I wanted to say at the start of
1: this. <laughs> was me yep, <laughs> this episode is sponsored by 4K
0: <laughs> by 4K, uh, 90 company in particular, but 4K, uh, the 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 uh, format. All right, here we go. Yes. So, Marcus, why don't we get started? Yeah. Tell the people how we do this. I want
1: you. I want you to count us yeah, so- down. <laughs> If you've never uh, joined along for one of these Talk Film Society commentaries, uh, we're, we are, uh, of course, watching the officially released Blu-ray, and we are paused. We are paused at two seconds into the film, and we're going to do a countdown here, and everybody can join along with us. And it's going to be very I can smooth. Up again.
0: Screw up again, <laughs> and, screw up again and and and, uh, and and tip and tip your hat uh, of us doing this yeah. the second time because we messed up the first time. Um, yeah but no yeah, this time this time we're getting yeah. it right folks this time we're getting it right all right yeah i am about to get it right here we go
1: uh, i am officially paused at two seconds in we're two seconds in and we are going to do a countdown right now unpause it and it's going to unpause and we're gonna all watch the movie <laughs> together from here
0: all right? uh, okay are you so, are you gonna say three two one play
1: yes three two one play it did it we're watching the movie Ooh, domino let's go this baby is it. This is it, baby.
0: (laughs) New Line Cinema. Hey, did you know that they... uh, How did that quote-unquote merger with Warner Brothers happen? Like, New Line Cinema shut down for a bit, then they came back. Do you remember that, Marcus? No, never heard of this. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, that's why when you see the Hobbit movies, you see the Warner Brothers logo and the New Line Cinema logo um because uh for some reason Newland Cinema wasn't like an independent studio anymore they just got absorbed by Warner Brothers but they're still kind of their own studio it's weird anyway here's Domino
1: yeah. Harvey the character played by Keira Knightley this is this is based on a true story sort of sort of yeah got uh, speaking of logos uh, i got to say i really really like the Scott Free logo I'm a, I like the, I was like watching that.
0: Yeah. When, when did you first notice the Scott free logo?
1: It probably wasn't until like pretty recently, but Mm -hmm. like some Ridley Scott movie, I can't tell you exactly which one.
0: I, I want to say, I enjoy the logo. I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I seem to remember it being at the start of gladiator. Is that right? Maybe possible. Yeah. I don't know. Possible. Gladiator was my one of, the, one of my first uh, DVDs I saw. Man. Period. That's it. That's the end of that conversation. You know, I'm gonna say uh, I'm glad <laughs> you're already exhaling like you have nothing to say. We're we're two minutes into this thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not, no, that's not what we're going on. No, I, I'm watching the film. So uh,
0: yeah, Marcel, what were you about to say? I had a. I'm gonna sip for my coffee. Um, here you. Let me ask you this, Marcus. When's the first time you saw a Domino?
1: The first time I saw a Domino was last night, in preparation really? to do this commentary. Yeah
0: how how did I, I miss that fact? I don't think maybe maybe you you know maybe I'm not maybe I don't listen to anybody. Maybe I just uh, like to hear my own uh, self talk and sure. I, don't, I don't take anybody else's uh, life experience you know, into my, uh, point of view, but, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, that's surprising to me. This seems like something you would have seen before.
1: It, it, it does to me as well. Um, I am also surprised and why I'm a big fan of Tony Scott. Uh, oh, yeah. this, this is definitely the kind of thing I would have watched in 2005 or 2000, whatever. Yeah. 2005. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I somehow missed it. And, uh, Oh, I got to say I am I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Um I don't think it's my favorite movie in the world, but Oh, that's a shame. But like I did like okay, the the first we can get into it. I I think the like the this setup sets up like a really I don't know. I was just feeling really gross and like that's something that Tony Scott's great at is like, making you feel gross. Like I Absolutely. This is like a really nasty and cruel movie for a lot for big parts of it um you know like reflecting the life that these people lead and, and like it, it, it makes sense but i i think and so i was like really not enjoying watching it for like the first i don't know 40 minutes to an hour but then like i don't know something something happens i don't know if it's you start to care more about the characters or if i think the visual elements come together more and but i, I some somewhere along in this movie I like started to turn around and like I started to really enjoy it. Um especially like like an hour and a half in, it kinda like just turns into a comedy. I don't know. It's there's a lot of like really interesting stuff about this movie. It is something that's worth talking about, I think. And like looking up reviews, it was like pretty universally panned. Like it has like Which a 15 percent on ronta. Rotten- yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's got like a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't it is certainly not that bad at all. No. Um, well, my, I, don't, I don't know. That, that's that was my kind of take quick, on it Watching it for the first time. So take. What 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 do you think of the movie? It I mean, seems, it seems. <clears throat> I I know that you said you liked it already, but like it seems like a movie that Marcello Pico would like for everything I know about you. What, why would you say? Why? Why would you say that? And that's not me being
0: defensive. I'm just curious. Like, why do you think I would like this movie?
1: Um, it. Sars a hot lady doing cool action stuff. Sometimes. Well, that's all I need. Actually, that's I mean, that's all yeah. I need. A hot lady you doing action it with things. Atomic Blonde last night as a double feature. <laughs> I know what you're into, Marcel. <laughs> okay, now you make me
0: seem. You make it sound like I'm a deviant. Like I'm a, I'm a pervert. <laughs> you these hot sexy ladies with guns um (laughs) no i i i was very surprised last week when we decided to do this that i didn't i realized i didn't own this movie i i i don't know what happened between me when i first saw this i think i have it on dvd i just don't know where the dvd is um i I don't want to say i sold it but i'm not sure where it is and me, needs, me not seeing it on the shelf, I'm like, oh, well, I might as well buy the Blu-ray, because I have to own this, you know, in Blu-ray anyway. Um, because I remember loving it, just like watching it multiple times. It was around the same time um, I was really into Man on Fire. Well, this came out like a year after Man on Fire, and I love Man on Fire. That's one yeah. of my favorite movies of all Classic. time. Yeah, um amazing. And it, but it's just been a very, very long time since I've seen this. And I have to say, seeing it now, like it holds up, and I think um, the I can't remember if it was like a day or two before uh, I watched this last night. Um, somebody on Twitter, a good friend Diego Crespo, he might have retweeted somebody sharing the opening scene of uh, Domino, and I completely forgot. Oh, the opening credits of Domino, which is going to play here in a second. If you're watching it on the commentary, yeah, um, playing the opening opening credits of Domino, and I. I faintly remembered it. I'm like, wow, that's better than I remember. And I was excited having seen that opening credits just on its own because, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it it, did. This movie is my kind of weird because it's, it's, it's like visually at like an 11. Yeah. See, here's the opening credits. These are amazing.
1: That, 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 that cut to the credits is so fantastic. Yeah. In the middle of the action.
0: These credits pretty much nail the film. Stylistically, it's like we're gonna just do this at an eleven, but uh, do we really need to do this? No, no. <laughs> um, but I don't know. And then, and then I'll say, you know, not to not to just overhype this, but uh, I think it does lose me in the end. I kind of wanted to be more. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get to the end, but it it certainly got me like for the. I'm I kind of I'm kind of opposite of you, Marcus. It, it got me in the first hour. You know, hour and a half. But then, like the last twenty minutes, it kind of lost me.
1: Um, That's interesting.
0: Yeah, but no, I love all this. I mean, that whole beginning we talked over—the whole media inter-res, the whole uh, standoff with the guy with one arm. Then these opening credits. Uh, the fact that Brian Austin Green and Ian Ziering are here. Um, yeah. And also, hopefully, future Oscar winner Daryl Lindo is also here. Um, oh, please, please. This cast is great, by the way.
1: Oh yeah, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: Lucy Lou. Who, who who only does TV now. She doesn't really star in movies anymore, which is disappointing. For me anyway, cuz yeah, I don't on, watch TV. On that. On that Sherlock show. And then she's got videos. that she's got a new CBS All Access show, I think. Macy Gray. Remember Macy Gray?
1: Of course I remember her. Ooh. I gotta say, I did not recognize her in the movie, but like I figured out who she was about halfway through. But anyway. Um,
0: um, the uh, cinematographer whose credit just passed, uh, Dan Mindel,
1: do you know what else he did? The cinematographer? No, I do not. I was actually going to just ask about him.
0: Uh, let me pull up his um, filmography. Dan, Mind- Dan Mindel. He did Star Trek with J.J. Abrams. He did Mission Impossible 3. Wow. He did Star mm. Trek Into Darkness. He did Star Wars The mm. Force Awakens. He did rise of skywalker mm. uh he did Clover- mm. cloverfield paradox uh, amazing spider-man mm. 2 stuck on you spy game mm. shanghai noon
1: he's had a varied career that's a very uh eclectic career like that's a that's a ton of different things mostly jj abrams but he's worked jj abrams a, guy but yeah. like i don't know they're all stylistically pretty different i would say like that like this has like Nothing in common with any of those movies, I would say. It looks so.
0: He also did like, a,
1: that. That is that is my favorite thing about this movie. Is just it looks so goddamn good. Like a Tony Scott movie always does, and like this, I don't know. He always nails it on that front. Like,
0: yeah, I know <clears> this. <throat> this is a uh, Richard Kelly podcast, but I, I, I want to get to why I think this feels like a Richard Kelly movie because that's what I was worried about. I was worried about this wouldn't be a good topic for a Richard Kelly podcast, right? But I think it fits very well into that canon of Kelly, the Kelly Canon, as I call it. Um, I'll get to I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But on your point, Tony Scott, this era of Tony Scott is my favorite era. I I, I did just say a minute ago. I, Man, Man on Fire is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. He did that a year before this. After this, he did Pelling of uh, the, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, which I've only seen half of. Which is my blind spot? I've not seen that that entire movie for whatever reason, so I feel bad about that. Um, then after that, he did no. Uh, Deja Vu was in the middle of that actually. So Ugh. Man of Fire, Domino, Deja Vu, Taking a Pill, One, Two, Three, and then Unstoppable. I believe was his last movie. Uh, so incredible run! It's it, incredible. That's run. that's my point. Like do Tony Scott? He kind of reinvented himself in the two thousands as like this crazy, wacky, speed ramp, hyper cut filmmaker. And I loved it. I was here for it. And I can see why people didn't like it. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a criticism, which I'm sure you remember. I'm sure you're old enough to remember this, Marcus. Like, remember when people were saying like, uh, why are movies cut like music videos? Right. That was a criticism. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And you can point to something like this and says and say like, oh, this is like from the MTV generation. It's like all style, no substance.
1: But they're wrong. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's very that and like the, the weird like color grading, like it's very purposeful to the movie. Like I, I it doesn't feel like just like some flippant style choice, like, oh this will look cool. I f it feels like thought out. It feels uh Oh yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, what, what what were we just saying?
0: It feels uh, thought out. Like um, that. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to touch on that thing you said about how this. You didn't feel. What was that word you said? You felt sick watching this in the first half.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I, it, it's a very nauseating movie. I think like uh, they're trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, from, like just bad things are happening to what seem like bad people constantly
0: i i forgot Um, i forgot about we we passed it but i forgot about the um uh, armless man the guy who gets his arm shut off well we don't know he got shut off in the beginning but you see, (laughs)
1: yeah we'll see that later yeah oh man
0: so (laughs) even even without seeing his arm shut off even just seeing an arm being tossed around in the first 10 minutes of this movie yeah and the color scheme and the yelling uh all that it's a lot to take in but it's purposeful. Like, it's stylistically... Well, here's what I'll say. I think stylistically it is purposeful. But I have to say, like, some of this movie... And I think it works to its benefit. Some of this movie feels unhinged in the way he shot it. Tony Scott and, you know, the cinematographer. They were just experimenting, I, I feel like. like For sure. Like, speed ramping. Like, that effect of, like, the, the image moving fast and slow I guess that's what you call speed ramping um, and those cuts like sometimes they're like half second cuts like all of this it feels like they were shooting just so much and then coming into the editing bay and just like piecing it together from like you know take a shot from there and there and there they had it feels like they had like a lot of setups a lot of like experimental filmmaking going on and then coming together and just making it make sense.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think they do the best job of, uh, like you said, making it make sense. Like, I I could not follow this damn thing. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, that's part of the reason I didn't like it, is because I was just, like, being upset by, like, really insane visuals and gross things I'm watching. and, And then also, there's, like, no plot I can latch onto. And that is probably uh, part of the reason why I came around is because eventually I kind of started putting the pieces together or the movie started putting the pieces together for me. And I finally noticed them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, but yeah, it is, it is a hard to follow movie. It's kind of told in this non linear way that, uh, it flashes forward and back multiple times like, in like ways this- that aren't, Super obvious at all. Yeah, though well, this one's obvious—the flashback to her. Well, as a, yes, as a kid. but
0: yeah, but no, I, I see your point. I was also, like I said before, I, I've seen this many times, but um, y- do you know? Do you know what what's stuck in my brain now, Marcus? What What happened to my Domino DVD? I, I should, I should, I should own that, but I don't know where <laughs> it is.
1: I must have lost it in the move. But anyway, well you want to just go search for it, and <laughs>
0: you I'll, know what? I'll Let's stop recording. <laughs> I uh, when I was living in a dorm situation with a roommate, um, I had my collection. It was not, not as big as like what I have now. People who follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, they know how big my collection is. Uh, I don't. We're, need to, we're in awe of it. Constantly. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to brag about it. It's not that big compared to other people's, but it's it's a decent size. Um, I owned the uh, two disc edition of Man on Fire, uh, which I'm looking on my shelf. I, I should yes I still own it yes I have it right next to my Blu-ray version, but that two-disc version of uh, Man on Fire I lent it to my roommate, and didn't get it back until the very end of uh, his stay there at the dorm. Um, and I no before he gave it back to me no oh let me let me go back this is this is not going to be a great story but it's going to be a story. I asked him <laughs> no here's what happened Jesus Christ so. I came in one day, browsed my collection. For whatever reason, I was looking for Man on Fire. I didn't see it on my shelf, okay? And I go, hey, to my roommate, hey, did somebody come in and take my Man on Fire DVD? And at that point, like, I had friends. So they, my friends would come and maybe borrow a movie or two, you know, and I figured that happened, but... When I asked this my roommate, I go, "Did anybody come in?" And he goes, "Yeah, somebody came in and uh, and took it and I go, "Who?" And he goes, "I don't know." I go, "What?" <laughs> my roommate gave me no details really about who came in and took <laughs> the DVD and yeah. then on on the day he was moving out, lo and behold, my DVD of Man on Fire was on my bed. I go, "Oh look, uh, it's here." <laughs> The, on the day you're leaving, roommate, how much of a coincidence mm-hmm. is that?
1: So I'm pretty sure he tried to steal yeah. my Man on Fire DVD, or like he knew he was leaving and he went out and got some vigilante justice for whoever took
0: it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to um, uh, give thanks to my roommate who, um, all, all these years, I thought just took it without saying anything and just gave it back, maybe out of guilt. Or maybe he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't fit it in his bag, or. Um, but then also, my point is maybe he maybe he stole my Domino DVD. Maybe maybe I should be angry with him at that. Maybe that's the one he didn't give mm-hmm. back. Anyway, I, I just filled five minutes with that story. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed that.
1: Um, yeah. Um, how about this flashback? How would you feel about this flashback, Marcus? Uh, we're going back to when Domino tried to join a sorority. We should talk. We should talk about this, Domino. <laughs> yeah. Right? Person. She's a person. She's a real. She's person. A real person. Who this film is based off of. Sort of. It says in the beginning. Yeah.
0: I I haven't done any uh, research, but all I know is um, uh, Tony Scott either met her or read something about her. They became friends. Uh, he yeah. he tagged along on some um, uh, bounty hunter missions that she was on. Uh, oh. that's, that's as far as I got into my research. So saying all that, I don't know how much of this is true. Obviously I can't imagine the plot of like the stolen money and her fellow bounty hunters, you know, spoiler alert, perishing in, in that way. I,
1: or, you know, the, 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 the top of the, uh, las vegas yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna guess that <laughs> they didn't go to the top of the space needle and have like a gigantic shootout but like there uh, are heightened elements to the film but i don't know it, it is supposedly based in some sort of reality yeah per, but like perhaps Domino at least is a real person we yeah can say that
0: yeah she she is she is real you and listen. perhaps yes it was cause she passed away before this movie was released uh, which we'll talk about later um I, I guess my point was i have to wonder if that uh her punching a um Sorority chick. Oh, I wonder if that was real or not. Maybe it was.
1: It was a it, it was a funny moment. I thought I, I laughed during that.
0: It was um, a it was a moment which encapsulates the kind of
1: character she is. And here she's meeting uh, Choco Edgar Ramirez, who's great. The great, the great. One one of the few people who I know of, off the top of my head, that has starred in a film directed by both of the Scott bros. Oh, what, uh, he in, what? He was in the counselor. Oh yes. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Counselor, a movie I, uh, theorize is kind of made, um, in a, in a Tony Scott fashion at points.
1: Uh, that's that. Yeah. You know what? I've never thought about that, but you're totally right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I it talked does, to, it does feel like that.
0: I think I talked about this with Matt Curion. Like, I think the timeline with uh, the counselor, Ridley Scott making the counselor and Tony Scott's um, uh, passing, I think Ridley Scott was making the counselor when yeah. Tony Scott passed away, like in the middle of production. Yeah,
1: I I read something about that where he had to take like a week off of uh, yeah. production on the counselor to take care of and, business.
0: And Ridley Scott and Tony Scott, kind of similar filmmakers visually at the beginning of their career, but they kind of like you know branched off in individually for sure like really Scott was not making these kinds of movies you know like Tony Scott was making um yeah. but if you if you watch the counselor with that in mind like Ridley Scott was just going through the, the the death of his brother in certain scenes you can kind of visually see some Tony Scott cues like there's like smoke there's a lot more smoke in in that movie than like other Ridley Scott movies which Tony Scott like loves he loved using like that smoke um, it's it's visually or not visually it's um, much more harrowing than other Ridley Scott movies. The Counselor, mm-hmm. very dark. Very dark. Yeah. like this movie gets pretty dark. Pretty dark, yeah. When I watched this last night, I didn't I didn't get this. This it's not made especially clear. This guy. Oh, that they're they're, thing, they're, uh, that they're they're running w- away. Yeah.
1: Run taking the money.
0: It kind of felt like that was the end of the... Because um, they're, they're at a bounty hunter workshop. Yeah. Yeah. So they're leaving. Now, like,
1: in, the, like, in the like scene prior, like the last thing they said was, all right, take a few minutes. We're going to have this guy come speak next. And then, and then it immediately cuts to them stealing the money and running. I, I, don't, I don't get how Domino figures it out. Do they explain that? She hears... This, she, yeah, she hears the alarm. She sees um,
0: Choco leaving. She actually, did, yeah. yeah Does she, she see
1: him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Are they in the same place?
0: She runs into the uh, bathroom. Oh, okay, the men's there bathroom. we go. Yeah, there, yeah, there's that shot.
1: Uh, she put two and two together there pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she heard uh, the alarm. There's there's an alarm that went off. I was like, yeah, why, why did Choco have to do this when uh, when Ed could just walk out the front door? Maybe it's because Choco had the money. I guess. And if if you see
0: Ed yeah. and Choco leaving together with the money, it's kind of suspicious. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not. I'm not like. Do you think
1: you could do that? Do you think that's possible? This what just happened? <laughs> Throwing a knife through a card. Do you think that's possible? Now
0: he asking me, do you think me Marcelo Pico could do that, or do you think any human no, could I'm, do that? No,
1: I'm thinking that it's possible that anybody could do that like that. Because I don't. I think
0: it's possible. I think you can do that. You do. With enough force, if, sure. If you had a mach- if he had a robot throwing the With knife,
1: <laughs> the strength of Kira Knightley.
0: <laughs> Do you think Kira Knightley can beat you up?
1: I, I she was clearly doing some sort of training for this movie. <laughs> like they have her using the nunchucks and stuff, like right here. Yeah, she's doing these. Like she has to be doing this at least partially. She's doing it. Yeah, no, that's a trick question, like, Marcus. Of course, she can beat you up. Yes, like uh, ab- of course, one hundred percent.
0: Well, I think we should be doing
1: in recent years. Let's let's talk about Karen Knightley because I love Karen Knightley. Yeah, um, I, I'm also I, I enjoy her when I see her, but I can't say I've ever like sought out her films specifically because she's in them. But uh, I don't know. Why don't want you talk about her, Marcel? What do you like about her? What's she in? Uh, well, of course, I'm just take a sip of my Mountain Dew, and <laughs> you can go.
0: Well, of course, I've always I've uh, I've loved her since uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, that first oh one, yeah, first one in particular. Uh, I was like, oh, who is this? Kira Knightley. I'm in love with her now. Uh, so since then, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of her period pieces because I know she does a lot of those. Yeah, I haven't like, seen mm. Atonement. I haven't seen Pride and Prejudice. Um, I'm looking through her. Oh my she done that. Oh, I've seen that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, you just said a minute ago you don't seek out her work without really n- realizing it. Like, when I woke up this morning, I saw uh, a movie was on sale on iTunes, and I bought it, and it was the movie Begin Again with her and Mark Ruffalo. Because um, mm. I love that movie, and it's been while since I've seen it, and I just didn't connect it together that Karen Knightley's in that, and she's great in that. May-
1: Perhaps this is silly, but I think one of the first times I noticed her, really, was seeking a friend for the end of the oh, world.
0: Oh, I was going to say that. That's Which- a favorite of mine.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good movie, and uh, she is really great in it. Yeah. And
0: Steve Carell plays Carol all very well. Yes, yeah. One of the endings that has stuck with me—I've only seen the movie once—and I I, saw, I call it a favorite, but it's uh, really good. That one, that ending has stuck yeah. with me uh, for the eight years uh, since I've seen it.
1: I wonder if that would hold up. I'm so. It was certainly a great <clears throat> little film to watch in 2000. 12 or whenever that came out
0: but. so uh, do you think a movie called seeking a friend for the end of the world will hold up in 2021 Marcus? considering all we've, no, i think we've we got it through? all we got it all wrapped up here i think everything's <laughs> fine oh boy how do you think here, here let me ask you a question okay well here let me let me go first let me answer my own question and then i'll ask you a question my question is how do you think uh the casting of um well, how do you think? How do you, how well do you think Karen Knightley does uh, as Domino Harvey? And I'm going to answer by saying, I think she does very well. I think um, yeah, she's oh, no. Don't, don't answer yet. I'm answering first, and then then you answer. Um, oh, excuse me. I think she's very good. All right, your turn, Marcus.
1: I think she is very good as well. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. She really she really commits to it. Like, uh, and she does that like kind of. Uh, Uh, really cocky bravado thing like very well um and she's awesome in the action scenes yeah like the nunchuck flipping shit like that was cool as hell (laughs) She, she does a very good job uh it's too bad she hasn't done more action movies and she's she's like playing super cool without it coming off as forced or anything. Yeah, like she just she just seems like she is cool, you know.
0: Like her 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 entire thing is she's like a former model who who becomes a badass bounty hunter, and I think she balances yeah. the line pretty well between like rich girl wanting to be a badass, but then actually being a badass. It's like it. She uh, she has multitudes
1: he has multiple he right.
0: <laughs> oh here we go here's a here okay as soon as this scene played out the way it does this is the um standoff i i told myself oh i'm watching a richard kelly movie <laughs> right hey oh, oh okay why why do you say that okay so here okay so the scene's going to play out um the, yeah. the our, our brown brownie hunter heroes are standing off with this gang and, as you see here, Domino uh, does her monologue about the coin flipping and heads you live, tails you die. And uh, then there you go. Here You see our, our three heroes being shot and killed. There's, <laughs> there's, there's Chuko's face being uh, superimposed over Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you see our heroes <laughs> die. Uh, but no, that's not what happens, Marcus. What happens is um, the parallel <clears throat> of that happens.
1: She, she doesn't die. Uh, they you go see? back in time. They go back
0: in time yeah, and they, do it
1: again. Yeah. And, and the coin lands heads up. Yes. Yeah. Richard Kelly uh,
0: certainly has something about... Um, I mean, uh, t- uh, you know, doing things different, an alternate dimension. Okay.
1: So... You know, Marcel, where I, yeah, he certainly does that's a very fair thing to say I, I, what I thought you were getting at was uh, what Domino's about to do here, which is give this man a lap dance <laughs> well, listen. In, with, with, while like 20 guys are pointing guns at her it's a very weird thing to do and I thought you were going to say that that feels like a Richard Kelly. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was probably going to put up a front about that because <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that one. No,
0: well, this, he did write it. So yeah. okay, yeah, he, he he is the screenwriter. Uh, but let me see, I'm going to go back to the credits just to make sure. Uh, I mean, on on, on the special features, he pretty much comes off as the screenwriter because he did write the he he yeah screenplay by Richard Kelly, but he also shares a story by credit with Steve. Bernick, uh, and I think on, I think only Steve Bernick has a story by credit because he wrote an original draft. But Richard Kelly came and wrote, rewrote the draft. You see, that's playing out right now. I don't know if Richard Kelly added to this lap dancing bit. I don't know where this lap dancing bit <laughs> comes from. I don't know if it's based on a true improv story. Maybe under improv, maybe on improv on set. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Knightley goes, Tony, uh, Richard, come
1: over here. I got an idea. <laughs>
0: Uh I don't know if I like
1: this. (laughs) No, this is this is this is a misstep, I think. (laughs) Like the only way I could see this is if somehow Domino Harvey in her conversations with Richard Kelly said this is something I did. Like that's the only way that I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't like being okay with that scene in the movie, I think. But
0: it's uh it's 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 cringy. It's a cringy moment. yeah. Yeah yeah
1: it sure is but I mean but yeah, it,
0: it, I think it, it, no, I, I'll just quickly say like for a movie made in the mid 2000s it's kind of like run of the mill uh, do I want to say sexism yeah I mean it's directed by a man written by a man I mean it's I think but overall they do a good job of, of um, pushing forward you know Domino Harvey as a female character I think they do a good, enough, a good enough job overall, but there are moments like the lap dancing bit. There are sure. more moments coming up which I, 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 I know there's I know I know they're coming up, and I point them out. But yeah, it doesn't always feel right.
1: <laughs> I guess in my yeah, point. And it's a, that, that, like how I told you it was tough to watch. Like when I got to that, I was really like not on the movie's side. Like like it, it almost felt like the movie was like daring me to still watch it, <laughs> and. But but again, they they somehow pull it off. They really they 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 turn it around, and I don't even think it's that far from here when it starts happening for me. Yeah. <sighs> so.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, doing, I say all that, but then uh, this this scene I I liked though because at least in this scene, uh, uh, Edgar Ramirez takes his clothes off. So I guess that's something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe that's maybe that's smart on the on the part of Tony Scott. He's like, "Hey, we just saw Kira Knightley take her clothes off. Why not show?" Yeah, for sure. Edgar for Ramirez sure. I in his underwear
1: thought about that. Yeah, in the moment, like I was like, "This feels like they're getting back for that."
0: Yeah. <sighs>
1: but it is, it is. We'll
0: talk about it later. Also, but the fact that these three kind of have a a love triangle going on
1: is is, is weird. Right. Yeah, it is. It also seems kind of like a one, like a one-sided thing. It doesn't seem like all three of them are equally into the idea of it. Like, yeah, I, 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 like, yeah. Ch- Choco, like starts to resent Ed after a certain point because he thinks they're getting too close. Uh, him and Domino, and I never feel like Domino gets too close to ed like that at all like it, yeah i don't know it doesn't feel very natural to me that's that's how i feel it too like a, but why why is it even part of the movie thing it's it's
0: why the movie lost me at the end is like that they didn't dig deep enough into that and they didn't give enough yeah. of i don't know like when spoiler alert again like when they die when mickey Rourke and Edgar ramirez die in this when the characters die I didn't feel it as much as I should have, because I yeah. feel like as characters, well, uh, I guess Choco got enough, but I don't. Know, Ed certainly didn't get enough of like character development, no. Be, he didn't. Me caring, yeah, and 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 that yeah, that quote unquote love triangle doesn't play out as well as I think it should, because yeah, it is it is seems like very much like Ed just screwing with Choco, and yeah, anyway.
1: They should have been a three hour. They kind of take uh <laughs> they kind of take uh like a more they they don't explain a lot of Ed's backstory, and I wish they did. Like they they, they get into the toe thing, I guess, oh a yeah a little bit. That's right. They have that co- but, conversation in the hotel room, yeah. Yeah, but that's that. Is is that about it? Like what yeah, you no, hear about his past? It, and it it doesn't and, and and it hinges on woman troubles, like
0: that's that's their last conversation together, really. Mm-hmm. As we see uh, in, in the movie, like they just talk about how women just fuck up their lives. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well that's because that's as much as we're gonna get from these characters. Mickey Rourke uh, talking about shooting his toe off just to feel something.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it oh, doesn't, well, it doesn't well, one more come thing. off as that sort of like, okay, yeah.
0: No, no, no! I'm going to interrupt you because I think I have a good point I just thought up, you know, Please and I do. and I
1: Please have do. to say it right artist. away.
0: Otherwise, otherwise, it'll a, just get lost.
1: Let's hear this point, Marcel. Okay,
0: this is going to be the best point ever. Okay. Now, wait—was that a "Tears in the Rain" tattoo on the back of Domino Harvey's neck?
1: Is that what it says? I. I it says I have something no, like I have not tears. Been able to read it?
0: No, I me mean neither. It says something even, tears something something rain. I think.
1: Like near the end of the film, they really focus on it, but it is for half a second. They cut away, but like, it feels like they want you to uh, finally read it now, but they cut away too soon. Like I still couldn't read it. We it's will send kind of like flowery writing.
0: We will uh, come back to that uh, next time. There's a, there's a up of that tattoo in the back yeah. of her neck. Um, yeah. Oh, my point was, okay. So in the beginning of the movie, I felt they really pushed the fact that, uh, Domino, her dad, uh, what, what was her dad's name? La- Lawrence Harvey, you know, the, the actor, right? Yes, yes. Um, you know they 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 played um, mentoring candidate on the TV. Um, they they play it up right, and they show that flashback of her dad dying, and the fact that in the beginning of the movie, Domino mentions that Ed is like a father figure. So, see here, here in the movie, in the in the as it's playing out, like we see that this you know Choco being angry that domino and ed are hugging right they should have played more on that fact that ed is a father figure like they didn't really play that out in the end i think that was my biggest problem with this movie like there was a dynamic there where domino could have explored that with you know her needing a father figure and her finding somebody in like ed but they never t- they, 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 they never go back to that they they, they never realized that
1: and watching this now, they they do kind of explicitly show why Choco thinks that Ed and Domino are together. I guess I never—it's something I never really internalized while I was watching the movie. I guess I don't know why that is. But yeah, what you just said was very uh, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I want you to say every
0: time I say something, I want you to see if it's cool or not, Marcus. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um.
0: So I here, I um, it, the implication is her mother slept with Frank Sinatra, right?
1: Yeah. that's a callback to an earlier scene too, isn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, because uh, Ed said he knew Frank Sinatra.
1: Yeah, and then the the way, and then the late um I can't remember her name, but the the woman in the trailer she. She also said, who didn't? Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: But the, yeah. th- that, th- they had that shot of the goldfish um, reacting to what her mom said, which is... I, 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 uh, what do you think of that humor, Marcus? Because that's sprinkled throughout this whole thing.
1: What type? What, what, what's the...
0: The the, uh, visu- specific the visual gag of the goldfish reacting to uh, the conversation.
1: <laughs> is that what that's supposed to be? Yes. I thought they were just showing the goldfish. No.
0: Okay. I wish we I wish this were a thing where we could rewind it, but once this is over, Marcus, you know, in in, in ninety minutes, once you go back to this yeah. scene, play it again, and I think they're expressively saying that the goldfish is like shocked at what just happened in the conversation because it freeze frames <laughs> on the fish okay.
1: and does like a little zoom in oh that's funny (laughs) thank you thank you for acknowledging (laughs) and speaking of funny they're introducing now who become characters who become uh I think much needed uh uh, they add much needed levity to the film yeah uh,
0: for for the time in which they're in Christopher Walken and Musvari Nina Subari uh, Walken, who I don't know. Walken was uh, in Man on Fire just last year with uh, man, uh, Tony Scott. Last year, uh, I mean, two thousand four. Wow,
1: yeah, wow. Is that your Christopher Walken impression? Incredible. Wow. No. Wow. I I felt I, no. I I knew it was going to come out. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That's, um, that's A good impression, Marcus. We're, wow. We're, are we, we going to meet them soon? Wow. Who are we going to meet them soon? Meet who soon? The people who are starring in the bounty hunter show.
0: Oh, uh, what? What the the hosts? What are you uh, talking about, Marcus? <laughs> Ian Ziering and the other. Yeah, guys. that's what, that's who I'm talking about. The hosts of the of the show. Yeah, we're gonna meet yeah, them soon.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, well, that's who I was talking about. I was trying. To, I I figured they were all gonna come in here soon. I was gonna say them. I uh, missed time that I guess. You really, you
0: really miss you. I mean, I, you lost me there. Uh, yeah, I really screwed up. Yeah, you. Yeah, we can't, we can't go back and do that again. This is a commentary, so we have to leave this all in. We might just have to restart and do this over. Uh, how far are we into this commentary? We are uh, about fifty minutes in, <laughs> or maybe less than that. Yeah. Do you 40 remember? Minutes. Do you remember the WB network?
1: Oh boy, do I. They had that dancing frog. That had no problematic implications. No. Everybody loves Uh, that frog. They had... uh,
0: No, see, here, Marcus, they had the dancing frog. Smallville. They had Smallville. Another thing that has no problematic implications, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right? They had Angel. No. Right? Nothing bad happened on those shows. Um, Mm -hmm. No, Smallville, nothing bad happened. No actor on Smallville uh led a, a sex no, cult no, right
1: no no
0: nothing problematic about any of these properties
1: i'm kidding of course i mean they're all have problems and, you know. maybe maybe this bounty hunter show would fit right <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. right
0: right next to uh shows created by Josh whedon and uh smallville starring what's her face who who was it that led that sex cult I don't know. One of them. One the of them. Lady. Who not on the show. not Tom Welling, um, but the I think she played like a reporter or something.
1: Uh, a reporter in the Superman universe. Hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Can't think of him uh,
0: <clears throat> Now I I don't think this happened in real life. I don't know actually for sure. Well, whether not. Domino
1: Harvey got it. A- well, I mean, I, I guess you said Tony Scott was following. Oh yeah. That's them around for a while. So maybe they're like stand-ins for him. That's know. actually a smart observation, Marcus. Good job.
0: How do you think this, uh, this plays into celebrity culture? And as soon as this I, sa- as, soon Jerry Springer scene? as soon as I say that Jerry Springer pops on now, I'm saying the entire movie, <laughs> How do you think the entire movie uh, handles celebrity culture, Marcus?
1: Oh, Marcelo, this feels like something. Have you talked about, have you you thought about this? Do you have a thought? (laughs) Because I guess I haven't.
0: Um, I think for the first half of this movie, it tries to say something smart. Not smart. It tries to say, it tries to um, analyze celebrity culture. It just kind of gives up on that. Like it brings it up, like this whole sequence, which is maybe five minutes too long, in which uh, Monique yeah. breaks down. Um, and, and I used to watch Jerry Springer, and I don't remember any guest coming in with like their own charts, <laughs> own charts, big chart,
1: yeah, <laughs> that they get to pull out. <laughs> uh,
0: um, but I mean, okay, so the reality TV show thing, the Jerry Springer thing, yeah. like, and also, I mean, not to jump ahead to S- Southland Tales, but. Richard Kelly also explores that in Southland Tales, like this ce- celebrity culture um, period. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know what else to say, just celebrity culture in general. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really touch on reality TV, though, in Southland Tales. There's there's aspects of uh, uh, video, yeah, I aspects.
1: guess. I mean, no. Uh, and how the news has become reality TV. Yeah. Kind of as a part of it. Um, but I don't know, this scene is I agree it's a bit too long It is way too it long feels very, It feels very odd, it feels like I don't know, like What's the kind of word I'm looking for? Like, it doesn't feel like something that's actually happening, it feels like uh,
0: A <laughs> dream, a fever dream
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like a heightened reality, I don't know
0: what well, <clears guess throat> the whole
1: film does Especially, I mean, yeah.
0: Okay. compare. okay. Heightened reality. I can take a scene later on where Tom Waits just appears out of nowhere and is pretty much the, the, the deus ex machina yeah. of, the, of the climax, right? I can accept that. This heightened reality, though, I don't know. It just it just feels off.
1: Not sure what it adds to the film either. Yeah, that, like, that like, I that guess you said that they were... <clears throat> He said they were trying to you think that he was trying to do some sort of send up of celebrity culture or comment on it yeah and i guess i guess that's not anything i really got from the movie I, uh, it's oh yeah ooh,
0: uh, i think it's you are right in that in that let me explain the scene i can say that but see they don't pull it off because it just feels like very like um those threads just don't end up being uh, resolved they're just brought up yeah like the fact that these two there are here here we go here we go yeah we the, go. Yes. these dudes the fact that these dudes are here i mean it's it's trying to say something but what does it end up saying
1: um that <clears throat> i'm i i, I <laughs> i've never watched on 210 i don't know what else i searing was in the only time I've ever seen Ion's earring is as him, he's playing himself. I've seen him on, he was, he won the celebrity apprentice, I think (laughs) a few years ago, a few years ago season. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know why it's so funny. to me.
1: (laughs) And so I've seen him there and I saw him, uh, In the Sharknado movies, but I've I've oh, only ever right. seen him as himself, and he's he comes off as a weird guy in all of those things. Like this one, feels like they're he's doing it on purpose. But I don't know. He, he seems like a weird guy. What do you think of Ian hearing?
0: Uh, I mean, I or the I, other dude, the other
1: actor. I don't know who
0: well, he is. Isn't uh no Brian Austin Green was married to Megan Fox for a second there, wasn't he?
1: Is That's, that who the other guy is?
0: Yeah, Brian, is, isn't it Brian Austin Green? Let me let me look at my I'm notes. Him up. And when I, I really say notes, know. I mean the Wikipedia. Yeah, Brian Austin yeah, Green looks like bag. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I say bag because I'm pretty sure Megan Fox tattooed bag on
1: herself when they got married. Aw. Yeah,
0: they were together for ten years, 2010 to 2020. Uh,
1: he was recently the giraffe on The Masked Singer. <laughs> okay. Would you look at that?
0: Well, see, <laughs> I I don't you know I think he's doing great. He was married to Megan Fox for ten years, so uh, who else can say
1: that? Who else? Who else can say that? that? He was on Smallville, the aforementioned. Ah, with uh,
0: uh, I mean, since you're on that page, look to see who the actress was who who ran that sex cult.
1: Was she like a big part of the show?
0: I think she was. She was like maybe fifth build, fifth or sixth mm. build.
1: Um, I Allison mean, Austin Mack that's who that's it was. That's who it was. She she had second billing here. She was second in the second billing? most amount of episodes. Holy and crap. She played Chloe Sullivan. So
0: Yeah, cuz I guess by the end of the uh, by the end of the run some of the main actors left and so that bumped her
1: up. That's odd. That is that's, wild. That's, that's wild. Odd. That is bizarre. Weird shit happening in Hollywood. I mean
0: uh, maybe the biggest scandal.
1: No, not the biggest scandal.
0: I, I'm not gonna say who the actor is. I'll tell you off mic, um, uh, Marcus. But there's an actor who I read rumors about um, about him being a vicious murderer. And if that ends up being if that ends up being true, and if he's brought up on charges, that will be the biggest scandal in about like 30 years in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I. I'm very, very curious.
0: <laughs> I will. I will uh, tell you that off mic because I don't want to put that on mic.
1: All right. All right. Yeah, probably should not. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, they just introduced the reality show concept, which is like a reality show being based on these people on the their like bounty hunting yeah. deeds. What what is uh, uh Delroy Lindo? What does he call these? these people he calls them like his oh, oh his like gateway to the world or something yeah. like that
0: yeah because they're uh they work at the dmv so they're there's something yeah, yeah.
1: It, it felt like a that felt like a richard kelly kind of like the the specific wording he used i wish i could remember it
0: if only we were, we were going to come back in a week to record another episode on domino if only
1: yeah yeah this is kind of the film's emotional part this scene uh you know, I think... What's happening with his daughter. I think
0: the only... I think this works mainly because of Monique and Dory Lindo. And they're both great actors.
1: Yeah. I can't no, imagine they, it working... They do pull it off. They yeah. make you care about it. Um, and, and especially, like, um, not even just them, but the the Tom Waits scene later, it adds a lot of seem, seeming importance to it as well. Yeah. The...
0: Because um, I, I forget makes you care even more. I forget where it was at the beginning of the movie, but Domino says something to the effect of like I she's she's like trying to find a purpose or something like she doesn't like she or somebody tells her like she's acting out for a reason right? She's trying to find a reason for living, basically, and the fact that she yeah. ends up finding one and saving that kid's life—it's yeah, it, I think it works.
1: Yeah, at
0: least that threat—that threat for me works. Other threats you know, don't. Who work. I as thought
1: as well. this guy in the in the hoodie here in the DMV. Um, yeah, 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 you, you can explain this to me. I don't know what the hell is happening here. So um, <clears throat> Monique's getting fired. Yeah, <clears throat> and then she talks to some federal agents or CIA or something. Who who, who does she talk to? I believe it's the FBI. FBI, and they. Excuse me, I burped. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still confused about the particulars of so, uh, how uh, everything ties together. Why there's two different mafia families? Uh, why who? Why are the bounty hunters involved in this at all? Why are the DMV people involved? Um, so do you want to do you to bre- just? So, so should we do? Uh, we can should, if you
0: want to. Should should we? I, should, I really should we do like Danny Darko and save that for the next episode where we break down Domino. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can do either we can do either
0: no here's my interpretation of what's going on or here's what I gather is happening maybe this is this maybe this is the correct answer maybe maybe it's just as simple as what I'm about to say or, or not but my thing uh, uh, so Monique is is the plan is already in motion for her to steal the money right uh, Doroy lindo owns for, for for whatever dumb reason, he owns an armored car business and the bounty hunter business. So okay. his plan, I think, yeah. is is already in motion for Monique and her gang to steal the money, right? Uh-huh. So as soon as she's confronted by the FBI here, to give them the so to give them a name to like take them off the scent of her and her gang. She gives them these kids who were just looking for fake IDs. So they're not involved at all in the, in the, in the robbery. They aren't, they aren't okay. at all. Okay. It's my interpretation all of right. the whole thing. Like they're just, they, they, they just happen to be like the only reason she did it. The only reason she yeah, gave them, this an asshole. Yeah. Cause, Cause the kid's an asshole. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so she's saying that they're going to steal this money, but she's going to steal this money. Yeah. Although I say all that And I realize like
1: How does When does Dory Lindo know Do you, uh, Sorry to sidebar Do you know who I think that That kid looks like Who Does he look like anybody to you He, he does look familiar Does he kind of look like
0: he, um That that, uh, that dude from Get Out
1: That dude from Get Out I think he looks kind of like Joel Edgerton a little bit Oh Who's that
0: kid from Get Out I was actually just looking up a movie. He was an antiviral. He was an antiviral.
1: Caleb something something. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Um, I'll look it up. He was in Twin Peaks as well, right?
0: Yeah. Caleb uh, uh, Landry Jones. Yeah. Or Caleb. I'm sorry. I can't pronounce that name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I just gave you that plot. But my question to you, Marcus, is, and I want you to keep an eye on this, maybe for this episode or next episode. When does Daryl Lindo know all this? Because at one point he seems like upset with Monique about what she did. See that's yeah. see that's I don't I don't know when that happens.
1: Yeah, he says like, "Oh, you really screwed up." But what, what did she do? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
0: he, I think there's one gang marcus by the end and maybe the confusion is like this guy is in charge of the wait who got stolen who got who got stole (laughs) that's my question who got stole who got stole who got stole (laughs) is it is it a casino that got and he's a casino owner i don't know yeah
1: i think that yeah i think it's a casino. I don't know. It, it is it is confusing. Right. It, it's well, also something that I feel like if I watched the film a second time, I'd probably get yeah. it. Or a third time, or listen, 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 audience. Or we'll... if I just read the Wikipedia page <laughs> <font> summary, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably get
0: it. We will figure this out for sure. And by next episode, yeah. we're gonna unwrap. We're gonna
1: unlock the mysteries of Domino. Uh Dabney Coleman? Huh? You got anything to say about him? <laughs> Dabney Coleperson. Uh, Dabney Coleperson.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a reference to something. Uh mm-hmm. I, I, I you know, I only know the name more than the actor, if that's if that gives you He's anything.
1: working nine to five, isn't he, Marcello?
0: I've never seen that movie. Holy shit. All right. It's a shock, right? It's a shock I've never you seen. You think
1: it. I'm uncultured.
0: <laughs> well, I've never said that <laughs> on mic. <Mike. laughs> I've never said that to your face. <laughs> what else is he on? War games. Never seen that. Tootsie. Um, I've never seen that on Golden Pond. Never seen that either. Four for four. I. So this is why I only know of Dabney Coleman. I've never seen any of his work. I, I don't think.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen this one. Uh, you've got mail.
0: Okay. Yes, but it's been a very long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we love him. Uh, we <laughs> wish him well. He's somehow still alive, <laughs> nine years old.
0: Dabney Killing Coleman. <clears throat> Uh, But no, I have to see all those movies. I have to see on Golden Pond, Nine to Five, Tootsie, War Games—all blind spots for me. I'm gonna have a damnly Coleman marathon. (laughs) 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 Nothing but Coleman. Uh. Okay, so this at this point, no, you know what? I'm gonna save all that for next episode. I'm trying to piece it together, but I'll I'll, I'll save it. Uh, This this uh, breaking down of the plot. It is, you know Barbara
1: what? Was setting up the deal, right? Now. Yeah,
0: I, it, it is confusing, Marcus. It is. I have to. I have He's going to
1: steal it. his ten million and give it back to him for a thirty thousand dollars cut. Is that what I just read? Yeah,
0: hundred thousand for three hundred thousand dollars. It's a finder because that's what he
1: needs for the operation. Exactly. For the, yeah, for the yeah. kid. Yeah.
0: How much do you think was? Okay. How much do you think was in the script of um this like
1: uh these visual aids I don't know what to call them visual. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who's like, who communicates like underwater in that like weird, uh, ball. That seems very Richard Kelly esque right? Yeah. Um, or,
0: or like those, uh, those, um, I mean, you don't see it here, but it'll, uh, it'll pop up again. Like, um, you know, like here. Yeah. Uh, Beckett between Anthony Galetti,
1: whatever his name is, like ten million, like all these graphics on screen, right? This is this is probably like an an effort by the editors to just, uh, make, <laughs> to make sense I mean, of everything. Yeah, but you know that's what I'm, that's what Mike. Uh, how, how much do you think it was? I, I had the like a similar question of how much do you think it is in the script that yeah. uh, that like the film is told in this I don't know nonlinear way, or like do you think that was cut later like that or? I, don't know I about uh, what does Sam Kennison have to do with the film? What's his significance.
0: Well he has a statue in Needles California or Needleville yeah. wherever they're going so that's the only I'm sure all, I'm sure we're all very familiar. I'm sure Richard Kelly looked up Sam Kennison uh, statue and, and just <laughs> he googled is there a Sam Kennison statue question mark? And Google goes, yes, it's in it's in Needles, Needlesville, Needles. City. Locus. What a name. See, uh, I bring that. I bring up the the graphics on screen and like uh, it trying to make the movie make sense. But I want to read the script as well. I'm trying to say, I, I I want to know how much uh-huh. um, change between script to screen.
1: Yeah, I, I I would too. I um I've never read a script before, but if I started with one, it would probably be this film, of course.
0: But we're gonna end up having to read a script for this series eventually, so yeah, yeah.
1: we're gonna do it. We're, we're, gonna, we're, do we're it.
0: gonna do it. I swear to God, we're gonna do it. Uh, gonna gonna do a table read is what I want to do. Just get people in. Do it. Do it uh, like uh, those classic table reads we've been accustomed to for the last year. Scott Pilgrim That one was good. Fun. That one was good. Pretty fun. What's the one with Shia LaBeouf? Who's this? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Last uh, uh, Fast Times of Ridgemont <laughs> High? No. <laughs> what if he what if did a
1: Transformers script? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad idea. I'm going to I'm gonna steal that. W- what if we pivoted to, to table reads, to, to script reads, Marcus? What if we just did that from now on? mm okay if if we were to do that, what would be the one you would really want to do
1: okay we're we're so let, let's just say that we can gather up as many people as we yeah, can to as, fit as all many the roles. fun people yeah 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 that's a that's a, that's a very good question
0: uh, think on that give me an answer either at the end of this episode or next episode yeah. <clears throat> All right, so here we are, shooting a reality TV show. Um, at this point in 2005, it was already post-Survivor. I think Big Brother may have already premiered. It was pre-Jersey Shore, pre-Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, that's where I are, timeline-wise, in reality TV.
1: Cops existed though. Cops, yes. That's cops was already is, a mostly thing. mostly a takeoff yes. of. And we all know how cops stars celebrities. How what? How cops stars like celebrities oh, yes. like Iron Ziering Yeah, and Iron Zering. And Austin Green.
0: Yeah, they regularly appear on cops. Yeah. Now, see, this is confusing. So, like, clearly. Now, the movie is telling you who the first ladies are, the robbers, but they're not those people.
1: No. Yeah, that's confusing. And like, what? Like, that's a confusing thing. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately, I did not figure that out at all. It's like that, that was a real twist to me. And a twist that I still didn't understand until about five minutes ago when you explained it to me of why they were there. <clears throat> uh, this guy here says something that was interesting to me. <laughs> Brilliant, okay. Are they going to... Get to it. Are they gonna? My name is Howie. What's he say? we're recovering nymphomaniac. What's he gonna he's, say? He's about to say a line. He's gonna say the I'm line. Say a line. Me so horny plays. He's playing me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dumb jokes. I love them. Um, potentially sen- uh, insensitive jokes. Very. Uh, okay. So he says this: uh, that horniness in today's society is out of control. Uh-huh. Right. And I think Richard Kelly in his next film, he would, he, he, he corrects himself. He, 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 he thought bad about that line in, in retrospect and he, and then he wrote the, the hit song. Teen horniness is not a crime. <laughs> and I, I really do appreciate that he corrected himself there.
0: So do you think, I think, I think you already answered the question. So do you think this is in the world of Richard Kelly? Do you think this is pre Southland tales America? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do. Um, oh, I, I would love to imagine a scenario in which Ed Mosby can meet uh, Jericho <laughs> Kane.
0: <and laughs> wait, I say I say that, but I don't think that's that's uh...
1: okay. So when does when does this movie take place? Like two thousand three? Yeah, they, they they do say two thousand three somewhere in the movie, and I think
0: Southland Tales the events happen. well I'm, I'm gonna look that up actually. There's nothing else to do <laughs> anyway but yes this all this is still confusing to me actually no I know what's happening but this
1: does this movie
0: doesn't make it easier
1: to understand what's going on I kind of I forgot this happened like this like they're they're spending a lot of time on <clears throat> exposi- exposition setting stuff up and it's like man almost almost three quarters through the movie That's a weird time to do this Okay,
0: so the events of Southland Tales begin two thousand five. So yes, theoretically, if this is taking place in two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. maybe, yes,
1: this could be pre Southland Tales America. Domino could have joined the neo Marxists. Oh yeah. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess that's not where her character would land. Oh well, um, yeah. not fair to speculate. Um. This is a uh, scene. this Party scene was funny. I thought very funny. I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a great time here. Yeah, this is why it's funny though. The the, the cuts to Christopher Walken doing uh, much like, uh, doing what you said the fish did earlier. He's he's reacting <laughs> to the things that are happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very weird thing to say, but it makes com- complete sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought the the cutaways to him they always made me laugh. <clears throat> it,
0: it, I I I I mentioned this earlier, not here, but on an online forum, uh, Twitter. Um, I said. <laughs> I I I, forum. I I didn't want to say Twitter because I I feel like I say that way too much. <laughs> I said it on Twitter earlier.
1: <laughs> I said this on an online but forum. Then you said online <laughs> forum, and you realized that sounded like you're on some weird ass <laughs> message boards. And you wanted to get away from that.
0: I was on the uh, Richard Kelly forums this morning, where <laughs> um, where I met Um I think the humor here is very similar to like the Michael Bay humor. That he really, he really, really goes into, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, I will say that the co-editor of this also works on Michael Bay films, so maybe that has something to do with it, maybe they share, I mean, this is, uh, isn't this a, um, (laughs) it's not a Jerry Bruckheimer film, I don't know, it kind of feels Bruckheimer-y.
1: I I fucking love this, tosses this goddamn TV off the. Like, nearly kills the guy. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, it jumps off the fucking roof to get onto the car. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. Like, this This feels very out of place with what's happened through the rest of the movie, but like it feels like such, like, just craziness has started, and I I don't know. I liked it a lot. I feel like I interrupted you there, Marcelo, though. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, no, no. You said this feels very Michael Bay.
0: Uh, yeah, I was. i, I disagree. I was trying to uh, think of like why, maybe it's purposeful. Maybe Michael Bay is a huge Tony Scott fan. Maybe they maybe they were working with the same editors and cinematographers, which is the case. Uh, the the co-editor of this also edited Six Underground. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I like the humor here. And it doesn't seem as um, cruel as Michael cool. Bay humor, yeah. Or at times, I don't know. This 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 movie's humor can be cruel.
1: Sure, but I don't, I feel like ultimately it has more. I don't know, It's it's tough to say this, but I think ultimately it has more empathy for its characters than the general Michael Bay film.
0: Yeah, and it it's hard to talk about Michael Bay period I <laughs> talked to say no it's hard to talk <laughs> about him when like a third of his filmography is Transformers movies and yeah. pretty much all of the humor in that is terrible it's not good but I can stomach it with like Pain and Gain Six Underground um, there's not much humor in 13 hours but I don't know it's, it's there
1: Dude, this is a good bit. Bad Boys films, of course. Oh,
0: of course, Bad Boys films. Yeah, Bad Boys two may be yeah. the the one that is the most viciously cruel with its, yeah. with its humor. That's not a Transformers movie. Because yeah. <laughs> I think in the tra- in in, the, in the, maybe the third Transformers movie, one of the one of the Autobots calls a a Decepticon a bitch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Einstein's hearing just said a naughty word. As did you, Marcella. Bitch. Now, are we
0: coming up to the uh, to the arm getting blown off bit yet? Not yet. Yes. Is, that. It's coming that
1: up? I, well, it's coming. Yeah, she gets the phone call from uh, Claremont. We'll talk about it when we talk about it.
0: I think. I th- oh, actually, I think we're a ways off because they have to ditch the TV crew at some point
1: oh wait no that they, no no they, they keep no they, they keep the tv crew on when they blow up the guy's arm no yeah yeah no they don't uh, they're in the car when the thing flips over the tv crew yeah alright I don't think you're right about that I gotta dish these guys but no no Iron's earring and a no, uh, <sighs> bag are in the car or in the or Oh, when I
0: say TV crew, I meant Christopher Walken, Mina Suvari, the the camera, oh, the camera. Okay, guy. Okay. That's that's what I mean. That's I mean.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. yeah that, I don't remember what happened. So.
0: <laughs> you just saw this last night.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, the, this fish is bugging out. You're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, 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 that pleases me. They you you, you the fi- the fish you have to keep your eye on the fish throughout this whole movie that's what's that's a key to this whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It is one of the the films like uh, know, metaphors motifs. for life and death like motifs. Yeah, they've got the coin. She flips it, head, she's alive; tail, she's dead. And she's uh, using that to explain how she's kind of on the uh, doing this very dangerous life, where if one thing goes wrong, blah blah blah. blah. And then there's also the goldfish that is supposed to. I don't know, be foreboding. Like it dies here, and that's supposed to be like foreboding. Like uh.
0: it also symbolizes her um, not putting any thought into other people, or because in the, in the beginning, mm. in the beginning of the movie, mm. no, no, damn, that's smart. No, I, this is what happens in the movie, Marcus. Like she says. When her fish dies, when she's a kid, she goes. She learned not to put any. Um, I forget. I forget the exact line, but she says she doesn't want to love anything because what's yeah. the point? Like it's not gonna last. But saying all that later on, when her goldfish dies, uh, she does cry. So at least she she cares about something.
1: She does, yeah, and she takes it all out on Choco yeah. and Ed. Then Ed, and then Choco gets mad and fights Ed, <laughs> which happens at this hotel room, doesn't it? Yes, yes, Marcus. Why does she have tape on her mouth? Is that what that is? That oh, she's keys. holding something in her mouth. Yeah. Okay. Are you watching this on a on an iPhone? Uh, I I've got my like I've got like a six inch like tube TV screen <laughs> like one of those ones with a VCR in it. Are you serious? <laughs>
0: I don't know if you uh, j- don't tell me if you're joking or not. I,
1: God, Uh we missed the, the goldfish. Brought us lots of laughs. The film.
0: Although she has two, doesn't she? Does she? She have two goldfish?
1: She had the one. Yeah, yeah, she does. And then, and then she also had the ones earlier that she killed or let die. <laughs> she didn't kill goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> goldfish Put that said. blame
0: all on her. <laughs> Take rid of care of your goldfish, Domino. Come on. Yeah. I uh, do you feel do you feel bad for Choco here?
1: Uh, kinda. I, I feel bad for him in general. Actually, like uh, they, they don't really get into it, but he seems like a, a sad character. He, he's, he seems disturbed. He should have. He should have. He should have better than this. Um, like, he, like the, he. They tell the story of how him and Ed met. That he just. He was like very recently let out of prison, and then he just found Ed, and then he gets into this incredibly dangerous life because he just happened to find Ed. I don't know. You, you feel a little like. Uh, he should be doing something better. And he doesn't have the same opportunities that Domino does to just up and leave this life like she does at the end of the film. Um,
0: you make great points, Marcus. Thank you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's exactly why you're here. You know, I, I... Okay, with all that said, yeah, I do feel bad for him overall. But I also feel like he kind of just doesn't do himself any favors although sure. yeah, yeah. he does have like this, that defense mechanism it feels like of just speaking Spanish because that's what that's what it ultimately feels like he's he's trying to be comforting to Domino although he's still speaking to her in Spanish and she doesn't understand what he's saying I can, I, I can relate to that can you? yeah how personal do you want to get? Here we go. I have loved many. All right. No, I don't want to get into it. <clears throat> <laughs> so here, here here, to me is like a, a scene we, we were talking about earlier that's... Because uh, this is the last scene we really see of these two together in like a full conversation, right? Sure i'm asking because I, I can't remember i think this is it right
1: um i don't know, it might might be I, I can't really remember either yeah but.
0: Other, other than that they're just on you know they're on their mission and they don't really talk to each other really but i just feel it's not uh not the best place to leave them as characters that's why i felt the like the final half wasn't like as good as the first half
1: um okay.
0: <laughs> Was that cool what I just said, Marcus? You have to remember you have to say if the things I say are cool or not.
1: Uh I can't remember whether you're hundred percent correct or not, so for now we'll 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 not rate that one as cool and we'll come back to right, it. Alright, alright. Not cool, okay. See what we- <laughs> a tattoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that an actual yeah. Mickey Rourke tattoo? it Looks like one. I don't know. Could be. It might be. You know, this is like a um, ye- this is like 2 years before The Wrestler, right? Mickey Rourke back ta- <laughs> You're two- googling it. What year did The Wrestler come out? Yeah. Was it 2007?
1: Um, The Wrestler came out 2008. 2008, right? in 2008 uh, says Marcelo that's my guess does not look like it's a real tattoo no damn in that same in that same section where that tattoo is it looks like he has a tattoo of uh, Mary I would assume that's who that is Mm. Mary Tyler Moore he's also got a tattoo of a a tattoo of Jesus in the center of his back
0: oh should have kept that for the movie
1: yeah well the the, ta- the tattoo artist did a good job um, on this film making that look like pathetic kind of
0: yeah the fake kind of tattoo artist yeah
1: okay so <laughs> well I mean they probably got a real tattoo artist to design it or something
0: right a real tattoo a real it. a real tattoo artist to make
1: a fake tattoo I think so isn't that what you would do?
0: I actually, I don't know. It, you know what? We're gonna do research on that, folks.
1: We're gonna come back to we're gonna come back to that topic <laughs> next episode. We're gonna dig deep yeah. into that. Let's hope that they just happen to mention how we got those tattoos in the commentary. in the commentary or in the behind the scenes. And then we will talk about it.
0: maybe there's an entire behind the scenes uh, bonus feature on this on the tattoos. We're a deleted scene from the deleted film. scene. Where uh, Mickey Rourke's character breaks the fourth wall and says, hey, do you want to know how I got these tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Unreliable uh, okay, narrator. So now, Unreliable yes, narrator. Yes, the
1: film, the film is about to lie to us.
0: Maybe this is why it was also confusing. Say,
1: yeah, yeah. The film is about to to have these boys get shot up and die. <clears throat> Pretty soon, I would wager.
0: Yeah. Okay. So now I'm also trying to piece this together. I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to try to do this. So, at, uh, okay. So Doyley Lindo comes and picks them up, and then he knows that the kids. Wait. So why why is she calling Dory Lindo to pick her up now? I don't understand that. Plans have changed. We subbed the wrong guys.
1: Change. How does said, she... Oh, because those two ended up being part of the mob and they didn't know that. How does she know, though? That's the question
0: I want to ask now. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't hmm. know. Again. Yeah, the, the film The film just revealed that it lied to us and showed us who the real First Ladies are, and then it lied to us immediately seconds later. <laughs> showing those four get shot to death yeah and you don't and you don't see it coming you still don't and that's that's the master at work (laughs)
0: Richard Kelly I'm gonna say Richard (laughs) Kelly (laughs) I'm I'm going here's what I'm gonna do Marcus I'm gonna put everything on Richard Kelly narratively visually I'm gonna give it to Tony Scott I think that's fair Uh
1: Hey, yeah that's probably very fair to say that's probably very fair to say I don't know how much input I do I, I don't know I, I really don't know anything about script making do they do they get into the way that this scene should be shot like no they don't do they <clears throat> um,
0: th- I don't think this is gonna answer your question but it's 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 um, something to think about when it comes to screenwriters and directors. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier where they're talking about Prometheus, a Ridley Scott film uh, written by yeah. da- Damon Lindelof. I'm just reminding the folks oh, listening, okay, Marcus? I know you know Prometheus, just so people who don't know what Prometheus is. Ridley Damon. S- Damon Lindelof, you know who he is, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> who is he? Who is he, Marcus? The,
1: cra- the creator of Lost, Matt Damon's brother. <laughs> Wait a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. No, he,
1: he was like, he worked on Lost, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes. He worked on Lost. He worked on he The Leftovers. I think he was the creator of Leftovers. He was the, the showrunner on Watchmen. Uh, he wrote Prometheus. He wrote Prometheus. Seem to like him. <clears throat> well, eh, most people. Well, not even most. A good amount of people like him. A good amount of people don't like him um he, he's a trickster right he can he can he's one of those oh my uh God, is he? he's one of those uh, mystery box uh uh you know people he,
1: you know yeah he can just he can just appear at any time wherever
0: that's not what I mean when I say mystery box.
1: <laughs> not that he jumps out of any box. You open up a, you open up a box and suddenly Damon Wendell offers No,
0: I'm, I'm talking about the plot
1: mean of a mystery the, box. Yes, the J.J. Abrams <laughs> stupid ass Ted, Ted Talk thing that yeah. I did watch. Yes, I know.
0: Okay, watching the bonus features of Prometheus and being reminded of that movie after listening to that podcast earlier, like if you just watch the bonus features of Prometheus, you can see Landelof kind of like spit out all this mythology and like what happens in the story and Ridley Scott is like, okay, fine, okay, fine, okay, fine. I think Ridley Scott, you know, and, and this, this this may be a fair comparison to Tony Scott because they're brothers and they have their own production company together so maybe they work kind of similar. I have a feeling that Ridley Scott, like Tony Scott, maybe is like more of like a just interested in just You know the 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 details the technical details when it comes to filmmaking like he just wants to know what the story is just so you can know where the camera where where to put the camera right yeah so in that way like how lindelof really put a lot of himself into prometheus and how that movie is a very mystery box you know focused movie for good or bad I i don't know i'm not gonna judge prometheus here in that way, maybe Richard Kelly kind of came to this film like that. Like he was mainly just there to provide the story and, uh, you know, the 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 path in which Tony Scott was like, okay, just tell me where to go, Richard, and I'll you know I'll put the camera where I want. Perhaps, maybe that that's my yeah that, that's that's my uh, that's my view on it. Maybe maybe things will end up sure. different. When we listen to the commentary sure. and watch the bonus features. Because at this point, Richard Kelly
1: was hot shit. He was the, the king of Hollywood. <laughs> he was the king of Hollywood. <laughs> Be- between
0: 2001 and 2005.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real toast of the town. Everybody loved it. Toast
0: him. of the town. Every, he was on the tip of everyone's tongue bring me that oh, kid richard kelly
1: did did you uh richard kelly did you see that crazy rabbit <laughs> did you see that crazy rabbit
0: did you did you see that uh that abyss worm coming out of that kid's chest let's get him <laughs> into you know it, Let's get him into the boardroom. Let's get him in front of these executives. Let's get him pitching, all right? I want Richard Kelly's next script on my desk. What's it about? The future and pimps sold. Here's all my (laughs) money. Oh, here's the arm blowing off thing. Now, I I hate to do this. I hate to say plot hole. I hate to say, you know, it doesn't make sense, you know. But my thought after seeing this scene, I'm like, could, uh, could not, could, could Domino just not have like, you know, waited and called him back again just to verify what he said? Yeah. Take his uh, arm off?
1: Yeah. She, she does kind of jump to conclusions here and (laughs) forces Choco to do something horrible. Yeah. Uh... Which he does in the most insanely grisly way that I appreciated so so much. Like I was, and you talked about laughing your ass off earlier. <laughs> was laughing really hard when he does this, like wincing, like you don't want to look. Yeah. Um. I love that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like. I I, I I didn't expect that beginning of the film to come back. Honestly, like I had kind of forgotten about it. <clears throat> and when it does and they actually explain why this guy's arm got cut off and it's it's not cuz they're like the most bloodthirsty crazy people like they set it up in the beginning like they, they make you think it's because they're just following orders they're following orders
0: yeah you, you know who else followed orders
1: god yes Oh, god that's so good that's so good Look at that. Yeah, it's Look great. how nasty that is. Yeah. It's fucked up. You, you Brian had, Austin Green just had to sit there and watch that happen. <laughs> Ian Ziering scarred for life.
0: <clears throat> at this point, Brian Austin Green had not met Megan Fox.
1: Ian Ziering had not yet starred in Sharknado. <laughs> Do you
0: think that happened in the same year? Do you think Brian Austin Green met Megan Fox in the same year that Ian Ziering
1: starred in Sharknado? <laughs> Probably not. I don't even think Sharknado wasn't even ten years ago by now. Wasn't it? In my memory it is. No. I'm going to
0: type in Sharknado.
1: I, yeah, check check out what the year is. Sharknado film series. I, 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 would, I would guess 2014.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. 2013. Am I? No. I mean, you're right that it wasn't 2010. It was, yeah. 2013
1: I screwed up on the specific year though you can you can you can let me have it but you no
0: it. you're right in terms of like it wasn't that far back but it was
1: uh, uh, no no no
0: Marcello, really you, really let me have it come on you said eat 2014 ass, did, wait Punish me. did you say eat, eat, eat your ass <laughs> <laughs> is that this kind of show <laughs> oh good Lord here's oh wait
1: that was a quick shot of the main candidate. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, I didn't understand that until I looked it up. I guess they said it earlier but I missed it. That's yeah. yeah, that's that's her dad. That's Lawrence Harvey. That's Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. Daddy. That's Daddy. What is she putting in here? What do you think that is? It's drugs. I don't really say exactly what it she is. She says it's exactly what, what it is. is it?
0: Domino says exact I tweeted this earlier. Does she? Yes. Here it's
1: coming up cuz I tweeted what? this. She does mescaline. Mescaline. Uh. that's drugs, buddy. I guess I don't know. I'm not as well-versed.
0: I'm not either, but I know what it is. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not
1: saying you are. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs>
0: I've never taken mescaline. I've never taken mushrooms. I've never done heroin. I've never done cocaine. Um, uh, what else?
1: Na- LS- mescaline is a naturally occurring psychedelic pro... pro Probiotic? Of, of this... <laughs> of the substituted phenethylamic th- phenethylamine class known for its hallucinogenic effects comp- comp- comparable to those of L- LSD and <laughs> psilocybin there it you go occurs naturally in the pi- peyote peyote, Ooh, yeah. peyote yeah oh okay the San Pedro cactus the Peruvian torch and other species of cacti so yeah that's uh, that's interesting they're all they're all high on peyote and they're crashing their bus so you. Because they all drank the coffee. You didn't make that connection that they're all high? No, I made the connection. they were all high. I just didn't know specifically oh, what, what the what drug was. Oh, what it was. So. Okay, okay. Fair enough. I, I mm-hmm. knew why this happened. I knew they were all drinking coffee together and they got high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't know
1: what type of hallucinogen they were on. No, I didn't. But now that I know, it really adds a shitload to the movie that I've never. E- <laughs> Everything just unlocked. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, Are you on mescaline right now? Do you now? think that really happened? No. Do you think that really happened?
0: What? That they were that they were on mescaline.
1: That they were on mescaline. They crashed their mm-hmm. RV out in the desert with Ian Zering and <laughs> and the Brian Austin Green. Uh, the only thing I think somehow all of them survived that. Yeah.
0: I, I love that that uh, RV flipped like 10 times in the air, by the way. Yeah. This thing is destroyed. It was an insane uh, physical stunt. Practical stunt, yeah. I should say.
1: wonder how they pulled that off.
0: I think they just literally flipped the RV 10 times in the air, Marcus. I think that's how they did it.
1: With pistons
0: or something? Yeah, pistons. That's how they do it. I'm not being sarcastic. That I mean, That's legitimate how they do it
1: yeah that's probably how they do it they have a guy in the car though to drive it no i think they just had like a ramp too dangerous yeah they
0: they just put like a rock and a pipe like in the uh in the driver's seat they pushed the rv off the hill and press play on the film recorder
1: these are all technical terms by the way yeah they go a long time before showing Ed here. I kind of thought the implication was that he died. Yeah, me too. For a while. Well, I know he was alive, but I forgot. I just was like, hey, where's Ed? Yeah.
0: Here's the sex scene.
1: Whenever Ed's not on screen, all the characters
0: should be asking, <laughs> asking where's, where's Ed? <laughs> Ed? <laughs> while, while these two were having sex, I should be like, where's Ed?
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't show him, because like, they needed some time alone. Yeah. So Marcelo, this this was your favorite part of the movie. You were talking to me about it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'll just go ahead. I'll, I'll sit back. I'll let you watch it. There
0: you go. <laughs> it's it's a very it's a very sensual scene for two people with their pants on. Yeah, both sure. both topless. No penetration. <laughs> And uh, Uh, Tom Tom Waits is going to come into the movie literally
1: as a Dos Equis Makina. Yeah. He's this just wandering traveler who got like a a vision to come out to the desert because he was told he would meet uh, he would meet some amount of people and they had some connection to a child that would be a great leader one day and he had to save them
0: is that what he says
1: yeah isn't it
0: i i, I don't think i got that maybe i missed that maybe you're right i, I he
1: tells them about this like vision that he has
0: oh well, i am yeah i'm saying you're probably right i just forgot about that that he says he had a vision yeah
1: i, I thought this was like maybe the most compelling scene in the movie like it is it is just the thing that comes out of nowhere and it's like whatever but i i don't know i they do it in such a really beautiful way like i, I think it's really well done it's like i got like I, I don't know it's one of those like totally unexplained but beautiful moments like i have you have you seen the walk this is the first one that comes to mind the I walk have, with uh joseph gordon levitt i have not seen the oh wait, no i have not seen the walk no Oh, okay. Well, there's a moment
0: like that in that, but does it have Tom Waits in it? Does not, unfortunately. Who's the Tom Waits character in The Walk? <laughs> some guy, and
1: uh, that's all I can say. All right, some guy. Um, wait you- yeah, I thought this scene was really cool. Love the way it's shot. It's constantly turning. That I really, I really like the colors in this movie. Like a lot of, like. He's not the only type of director that does this, but I think Tony Scott was like one of the directors who does this in the most compelling way.
0: I think so it makes too. It
1: fun to watch. Yeah. And this was
0: definitely in the time like- when they were really pushing forward the. Um, what's the phrase? Not color correction. There's like another word for it. Like how a lot of movies just grading grading yeah like like uh, color grading. In the in the 2000s like pushing the limits of like because um, like uh, Lord of the Rings really did that I think they were the one of the pioneers in the early part of the decade where they're like let's just push this color grading as far as you can go yeah but it's good How's like, that
1: achieved Marcelo do you know <clears throat> uh, computers are involved
0: I think uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh, digital intermediate i believe is uh, played with um it, it used to be you could only do it through film but with a in with you know with technology you can pass through a computer and say hey i want to change this from blue to green it's basically how it happens right <clears throat> i went to film school <clears throat> I like how he has his hazards on as he drives away. I <laughs> didn't notice that. Yeah. So, these this uh, group of people driving to Las Vegas. You have Ian Ziering, Brian Austin Green, uh, Tom Waits, three bounty hunters. Um, what what a gang of characters yeah what a crew what a crew doesn't it feel very Richard- squad goals <laughs> doesn't it feel very Richard Kelly to you like these these all these these disparate people all coming together these are sure. these, yeah, this, this, sure. this wacky bunch
1: yeah that's a good that's a good observation yeah I'm
0: trying to observe that was very cool was oh very cool. thank you thank you finally Because we'll we'll, def- we'll definitely see that in uh, Southland Tales. Kind of these cra- crazy yeah. kooky characters. Although the FBI wild agents, stuff. the FBI agents uh, don't get much play though. They're kind of boring.
1: Yeah, I, Lucy Louie doesn't end up doing much of anything. She's just kind of uh, a plot device. Yeah. But also, just, uh, just moving things along
0: those two FBI agents the the dude and the chick sorry I don't know your names the character names or the actors names um, right they're just there they, they they're also just there they're also just there they don't do anything
1: yeah Las Vegas you ever been no never been have you no I hope to go one day Yeah, that seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, just to go.
0: I mean, uh, how can you pass that up?
1: No, for sure. The
0: Hangover? (laughs) Um, Leaving Las Vegas? (laughs) Uh,
1: The Hangover Part Uh, 2.
0: Wait, um... uh, What the hell is that movie called? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Uh
1: Uh-huh, yeah. The Hangover Part 3. Um...
0: Uh, uh, Lost in America. Swingers. <laughs> um, Vegas Vacation.
1: Isn't a. Uh... Mm. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I have
0: two more. I have two Casino. more. Oh, Casino. damn it. You got I one have, of mine. All right. Yeah. Smoking Aces.
1: Ocean's 11.
0: Oceans Thirteen. <laughs> mm. I think those were all the Las Vegas movies. Uh, I, hey, I think I, those were all of them. I, I think,
1: I think I'm about to perform checkmate here. Uh, the Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh,
0: you got me. You know yeah. what? You win. So, okay, back to the movie. Uh, now they're alive. What's going on here, movie?
1: Yeah, they 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 rewound time. Donnie Darko went back in time and that uh, saved those people from getting shot.
0: Donnie Darko is the key to understanding Domino. (laughs) Domino Darko. (sighs) All right, that's enough. (laughs) Is that anything? So why? why, okay? why did the FBI agent tell the mafia boss anything? Like why? Why did he give him that information?
1: Why did the FBI agent tell the mafia? About?
0: That answer me, Marcus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, because they wanted to like set him up to have him like implicate himself, like to to go kill some guys or something to so they could take him down. Uh, I'm assuming. Guess, Is that it? I
0: guess it makes sense, right? Yeah. Isn't that entrapment though?
1: But they also like completely fail at that. Like, the, yeah, they they really bungle the, things. The gigantic shootout at the top of the Space Needle happens because of them, basically. That ends with a huge explosion. Yeah, are those helicopters that are swinging around? Are they supposed to be FBI helicopters? I believe so.
0: Oh, I missed this part where um, the driver puts ayahuasca. Well, not yeah. ayahuasca. What is it? Mezcal peyote peyote in his eyes with eye drops I missed that watching it earlier yeah
1: is that I guess I don't know is that how you would do that drug
0: yeah you can do it um, well do you do you remember that uh, fad Marcus where kids were drinking vodka through their eyeballs remember that oh no I don't (laughs) that happened about six years ago I think okay yeah they would uh, take vodka and just pour it right in their eyeball
1: I guess I was missing out. I would have been probably around that age to be doing st- that. I guess I didn't do it. Damn me!
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna search this. I'm gonna put vodka eyeball, <clears throat> vodka eyeballing. First thing that came up. <laughs> I am going to send you a picture. <laughs> this will this will be the picture I use as the podcast cover art. Is <laughs> the picture I'm going to send you, Marcus? Can I send you something through Skype? Is that possible? Can you see it?
1: Uh, or Twitter? Good. Um, What's better, Skype or Twitter? You can definitely do
0: Twitter. Okay, I, I, uh, uh, you uh, can do
1: either. I, I, I got them both up.
0: All right, I have Skype up, so I might as well do it here. Whatever you wish. Now, how do you feel about the driver's portrayal in this movie? Um, his character good his motivations the music the, the music cues which play when his character shows up
1: right there they were just kind of trying to fake you out like maybe he's about to do something bad he's doing drugs and he's got C4 um, which is probably playing on racial issue uh, yeah stereotypes yeah yes for sure
0: this was 2005 ones that,
1: yeah yes ones that were even more prevalent everybody, i probably can't say that ones that were still uh, very very top of the culture in 2005 um jingo yeah, was it in. Kinda sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks it does kind of suck but and they they tried to make him a redeeming or like they tried to make him like the hero of the story yeah
0: that yeah which I mean, it's
1: um,
0: and then and then his final, you know, his his um, motive of giving the money to Afghanistan. I guess that's, yeah. that's something. It's It doesn't. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, for sure. They're still, for sure. They're still like they, they totally not totally. I'll say it, it helps in not yeah. making it like a it's tough to say. I can't even say it. It's like ugh, not even 50 50. I don't like that. It's very much a stereotypical, you know. Uh, a suicide bomber, um, and the yeah. the music cues that play with his character, and uh, just the way he, he's portrayed, not the best. They 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 try to stick the landing with him, you know, sending the money to Afghanistan. But still, it's
1: another problematic to element. Something that's like uh, that's like, oh, you thought he was bad, but look, he's great. <laughs> um, in a way that's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's that, that's probably well intentioned, but it's surface like very surface level and not as uh, not quite what you like it to be <laughs> yeah we got an image coming in from Marcelo Pico <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is yes.
0: Folks listening, Google vodka eyeballing. That's the first image that pops up. <laughs> oh, uh, um, apparently this was a thing 10 years ago. I was off by a few years. It says here disturbing new okay. trend, vodka eyeballing, August 2010. So, yeah, it, it was a thing 10 years ago. People used to do this.
1: I guess. I guess. <clears throat>
0: We are we we are we are we, are, we, are, we, are, we are, I can't talk anymore.
1: We're reaching the climax of Domino. We are finally; it's all coming. Four twenty,
0: baby. Do you see that number on the keys? Four twenty.
1: <laughs> Blaze it!
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh yeah! Yes. Do you think? Do you think should um, killing gets high?
1: Oh, man, to, to come up with some of those crazy ideas oh, that the guy has. Oh, boy. He is.
0: He's, uh, he's right there with uh, Jim Belushi just blazing it.
1: <laughs> Topical reference. Uh, movie's a bit long. Movie's a bit long. Uh, uh, it, how, 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 you could probably shave. How far are we in?
0: Uh, oh, wow, this movie's two hours and seven minutes. This is kind of long.
1: I, yeah, it's, it is a bit long.
0: It, it took me two sittings. You know, I did mention at the beginning of this thing, I saw it as a double feature with Atomic Blonde. Uh, maybe I should not have done that. Maybe I should have just seen Domino yeah. by myself. Because I, I did uh, pass movie, out. Another
1: movie, I think, is a tad long.
0: I did pass out in the middle of this last night, and I rewatched... Well, I saw the last half of it this morning, you know. Did you know that new uh Eilish documentary is like two hours and 40 minutes? Something crazy like that. It was a Billie Eilish documentary. Yeah, it's on Apple TV. Not two hours it's and like forty. it like a concert movie. No, it's like a documentary. It's like those those behind the scenes docs of uh, of musicians. Okay. okay. She goes through her trials and tribulations.
1: Well, you can you, you can go ahead and watch that.
0: Are you are you a big Billie Eilish fan?
1: I'm I'm not not a fan. I just don't know all that much about. Uh, Miss Eilish.
0: What you need to do is to uh, watch the documentary. Then you'll know all about her. Hey, oh, I was wrong. Uh, no. It's two hours and forty. It's two hours and twenty minutes. It's it's a one hundred forty minutes long. But see, that apparently has an intermission. Do you think this movie would have benefited um. from intermission? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think everybody would have walked out if it (laughs) happened within the first hour of the movie. So, no. Okay. But it would benefit by you watching it at your own pace and maybe not. Nah, I don't know. I I, I enjoyed watching it last night. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. Are you impressed?
0: uh, Are you asking me if I'm impressed that you watched the whole thing with (laughs) sitting?
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I sat down and watched the whole thing in one sitting. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um what would you cut <sighs> from this? This this is great. This 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 little. This moment is good. Don't. Shot. Yeah, this shot is very funny. Don't don't cut this. L- leave this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they they even use it smartly like they kind of like start kicking in the music for like the next the next moment here and like you're instantly into the next thing yeah like a lot of it feels extremely fast but i don't know there is dead 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 moments like the um like the the monique scene uh, oh yeah no cuts uh, on Jerry Spurner. yeah cut all that
0: that, that if you cut that oh just cut it down to 30 seconds you could push this sure. you could you could this would be a two-hour movie exactly if you cut that down because that scene is like ten minutes long.
1: <laughs> it feels ten minutes long. I'm not actually sure how long it is. Sure, it does. It does. Uh, what else? We could cut the.
0: Now, honestly, I'm trying to think of anything else. I think that's the only thing I really would cut. Is that Monique Jersberger mm-hmm. thing? Just cut out. You know, you don't need it in the entire movie. Just cut it out and cut out any references to that scene. Because they mentioned it after yeah. you know Derroy Lindo talks to Monique about it. It's like, why'd you go on Jira Springer? But you don't need it at all. So yeah, cut that. If you cut that, this would be yeah. a five star movie.
1: That's a weird scene to imagine Richard Kelly writing to. So let's hope he didn't write that.
0: No, I'm 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 <laughs> going to bet a thousand dollars that he did write it, that it came from his brain.
1: Probably did. Probably did. That's unfortunate.
0: I, I guarantee once we listen back to the commentary with him and Tony Scott, he's going to say, Hey look, this is the, this is my favorite scene in the script. Yeah, uh, I, I,
1: I came up with this scene first and I wrote a movie around,
0: <laughs> around it. <laughs> I had an idea for Monique on Jerry Springer, coming up with new racial slurs, and I thought I need to find the plot behind this I need to I need to find a real life bounty hunter who is the daughter of a a Hollywood star and put that as a backdrop of this scene
1: who who is this actor I I think we should we
0: should credit him I'll tell you uh, he does not have a Wikipedia page but his name is Riz Abazi Riz Abazi
1: Okay, well, he do, I think he does a very good job. Yeah, does do a very good job. So, yeah, doing anything else?
0: Uh, I'll look it up. No.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> Looks like he was only, only in three movies. Uh, do you want to guess the other two? <laughs> <laughs> Are
1: they guessable? Uh, um. One, okay.
0: One could okay. be. Just take a watch stab. What other films has he been in?
1: I'm going to guess that he was in Hamlet.
0: Oh, de- <laughs> well, maybe what's, what, what's your other guess?
1: <laughs> the innocent sleep, of course.
0: Oh, you got it. You got them both. Hamlet and innocent sleep. You got it.
1: And, and, uh, I think he had a part in the adventures of young Indiana Jones.
0: Oh, I missed that. Actually, you got me there.
1: Yeah. I should close
0: my tab on Dabney Coleman. I don't need that tab anymore. <laughs> now, why did uh, these uh, casino owner? Why did the casino owner die? What did he get shot up?
1: Uh, because he was part of. Uh, was that Dabney Coleman? Yeah, Dabney uh, you're Coleman, the casino owner mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he was like, he's part of, he's like one of the two mafia families and the other mafia family, which is owned by the, the pool guy. Uh, he, he came in and shot him because he thought that Dabney Coleman had his sons killed. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: I think this is a good shootout.
1: Yeah. You think so? Why not? Uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. Okay. I think this is well done. Um, especially if, like there's a moment coming up here that's like, oh, hell yeah. Like a really cathartic, you know. Um, And it has like a lot of stakes. Like, I mean, three of them do end up dying.
0: Have you seen uh, True Romance? Yeah. Uh, do you remember that shootout at the end of that movie
1: vaguely yeah was that also
0: not in Las Vegas
1: I don't know all I'm remembering is like they're shooting couches and like, yeah. the colors are flying yeah. That, yeah
0: it's been a while since I've seen that movie
1: see this is great that's right yeah, yeah. her just, shooting yeah, them with like two machine guns dual wielding two assault rifles yeah. hell yeah that's fun stuff she plays Wolfenstein <laughs> she plays video games
0: do you think Kara Knightley plays video yeah. games no as soon as that question came out of my mouth I'm like no of course not she's not gonna uh, she, she's not gonna waste her know. time what, what celebrities yeah. <laughs> that you know of play video games
1: celebrities that play video games who's not John Carpenter not John Carpenter <laughs> Well yeah John Carpenter certainly does um, geez, you know, you think I would be able yeah, to? Yeah, you are a gamer. Rattle off of hundred of them. You're in. You're in hardcore. That world. Yeah, I'm one of the biggest gamers there is. <laughs> Someone call um, you uh,
0: the founder of Gamergate? Someone say that?
1: <laughs> no, I hope they wouldn't. <laughs> I
0: hope I'm they gonna put that out there right now, Marcus Irving, founder of Gamergate. <laughs>
1: uh please no source please no.
0: this podcast
1: but, uh mickey rourke he starred in a video game called rogue warrior
0: he starred in a video game
1: uh, he starred in a video game and he does like the end credit rap for the video game
0: what it's, what in the fuck are you telling me marcus what yeah. are you saying <laughs> what are the words you, that are coming
1: out of your mouth you should you should see that all right um yeah. Um, Jesus, can I think of a <laughs> single can of anything. Uh, I know one
0: comedian who plays video it's games. It's blowing
1: my mind. I mean, you said John Carpenter. You threw me off. Yeah, I did throw you off. It was your fault. Look at this explosion.
0: Now, uh, answer me this, Marcus. Why? Yeah. Did, and this is not like a gotcha question. This is not like a mark against the movie, but... Uh, I, I kinda wish they showed the aftermath of the elevator crashing, but they don't.
1: I agree. I agree. Um like you how see does it? Domino live through this. Yeah, I yeah. Guess.
0: You don't really know how she lives through it. That that that's a great moment though, Mickey Rourke saying it's a great day to die. That's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's kinda odd. Just cuts cuts before you see the aftermath. She's fine. No. Feels like a trick. She no no broken bones from what I can see.
1: Well, we know that we uh, actually don't know. Never mind. I was about to say one, but I think it's wrong. Actually,
0: the only bone she broke is her heart bone. That's a phrase, right? Heart bone.
1: The heart is connected to the... People love this, right? People are loving this commentary. <laughs> Man, we started out very strong in this, I think. Did we? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this got bad until about 15 minutes ago. And then, much like the film... We spend a lot of time spinning our wheels, you know.
0: You know, I, I I've had a fun time. We're 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 wrapping
1: up much like this movie. I'm having a great time. I'm this has turned into a regular podcast. This is just us. This is just us bouncing off each other, having Something. fun. What celebrities play video games? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, uh, no. So go, so going back to what I said at the beginning of the movie, like I I feel this is uh, it gives enough to Domino's character, her arc that I find it. I find that at least uh, cathartic. It's a nice closure to her character. Like this moment where she says, I love you to her mom. Like that's, that's a nice, that's a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, but I think uh, Chuko and Ed got gypped.
1: They really did. They they got screwed. And it's, uh, and, but I think the film knows that by showing her just go back and hanging out in her family pool. Like I, I think, like they uh, they they're, they're fucking dead and and uh, if anybody else was in that situation they'd probably be fucking dead too but she can just get out of it because she's rich like and I think the film understands that yeah um which is a little little rib I think Selena Gomez uh, she talked recently about how much she played Animal Crossing I remember <laughs> that so there's one
0: uh the one I was thinking of was Paul F Tompkins. He plays
1: video games. Oh yeah, yeah. Jason manzukis as well.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I didn't
1: know about Jason manzukis Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, Paul. Paul is Paul is like a capital G gamer. Oh yeah, Paul shear Yeah. At this point, doesn't he have a Twitch? Thomas Middleditch has a Twitch.
0: Thomas Middleditch. This is all we had Twitch. to do. You
1: said you had to unlock that one name: yeah. Paul F. Tompkins. There you go. Just a bunch of comedians. The whole comedy community. Mm-hmm. Do you have a Twitch, Marcus? No. Uh. uh yes, I've never streamed. I just use it to follow other people. What does that say? Tears in the rain. Is that what that says? I'm pretty sure it says tears in the rain. Wow. See?
0: A reference Told to you. a Ridley Scott movie. Isn't that cute? Isn't that... Now, does the real Domino Harvey have a tattoo? Had a tattoo like that on the neck?
1: Uh, let's let's see. I don't know. Oh. Can we spot it? We'll find out in the next episode. No, we might find out right here. She doesn't turn around and show it. (laughs) If you have an eagle eye, how do you feel about these end credits using just their first names? I love it. I really, I think that's a fun stylistic choice. Um, I, I, I have, 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 has that ever been done before? I've never seen
0: that. I've never seen it before. I like it here. I don't know how they got away with it legally,
1: yeah exactly like it feels like should shouldn't it it be like something that weren't like, allowed to happen
0: <clears throat> like I thought the rule was if you can't okay here's my here's what somethings here, here's what somebody said about credits to me once and I believed it as fact if you don't show well oh, oh, actually no you know what I think they're fine because I think the acting guild requires you to um if you don't show the opening credits and everybody's names at the beginning of the movie, you have to show them twice at the end of the movie. Um, since they already showed all the credits in the beginning of the movie, they didn't really have to show them again at the end of the movie. So they can just be playful and just show all their first names.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So there's the real here she is. Party. Can we
1: see? She's not going to turn around. Her. No. Does she turn around to look at the car?
0: Oh, actually, maybe she does.
1: No. She uh, a little bit. Nah. Yeah. Darn. In loving memory, yes. rest in peace, Domino Harvey. She passed away a few months before this movie came out, which is insane. A shame.
0: Uh, drug yeah, overdose. A shame.
1: I, I couldn't I could I, I knew she was dead. I could not believe it when they actually showed like they filmed her for this movie. Like I thought that was nuts. Like I was very surprised. I didn't know that it lined up like that. Yeah,
0: <clears> we'll we'll talk about it next episode, but yeah, from my understanding she was uh, a part of the production she was uh, helping out with it well i say details but again i don't know what's real i don't know what's fake i guess we'll, we'll we'll find out next episode
1: so uh final thoughts on the film domino i i think it is another tony scott uh banger <laughs> maybe not maybe not the very top of his filmography but i'd say it's like Maybe it's in that uh taking 2, one two three category where it's still like still quite good but it's just not the best um and how would you
0: um what's your take on it as a richard Kelly uh, script i
1: i don't like, i i appreciate that he didn't direct it it feels very like his his films feel like they're they're like really going for like the end of the world and like these really gigantic uh, uh, productions and that he can't really that he has to somehow pull together with a tiny budget, but it doesn't really feel like one of his movies in very many ways. Like you, you saw that you and you pointed out some uh, parallels, but it doesn't. Overall, it doesn't really feel like one of his films. So I'm glad he didn't direct it. Um. Uh but it is an interesting part of his filmography. I'm glad we covered it. I'm glad we're going to cover it again.
0: <laughs> we are covering it again. Uh I will say I like that we're doing this because it does for me feel like a bridge to Southland tales. Uh, like I pointed out, it's still not, uh, not, not entirely. I mean, uh, but if he, if he, I don't know what, uh, if he had directed it, would not have been as good, I don't think. Um, he would have added... Uh, yeah, I agree. I think he would have added a lot more end-of-the-world stuff. He probably would have said it in the post-apocalyptic future. You know? M- maybe that's a bridge that Tony Scott wasn't willing to cross. Maybe at one point Richard Kelly was like, let's put this in the year 2057. Uh, and Tony Scott was like, how about now? How about now, dog? Um... But no, as it stands, like there's enough Richard Kelly ness in there for me to say, hey, I can definitely tell that he was he uh, he wrote this, you know, uh, in the midst of writing Southland Tales, or right before he started production on Southland Tales. Kind of feels like ha- has sure. that has that vibe. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I I do enjoy this movie. I think it's it is it uh, it shows how much style Tony Scott had. Um, he had a hell of a run in the two thousands. And uh, this is this is part of it. So yeah, I, uh, and like you said, Marcus. I mean, I, uh, hot uh, you know, hot girls with guns. That's that's my niche. So this uh, yeah does <clears throat> it, this does it in spades. So yes, very good. Ooh, junkie. Oh wow, Look junkie that. XL. Additional? Yeah, yeah, junkie XL. We just
1: we just saw that. Yeah. Additional music. That's interesting.
0: I, I, I that's the first time I noticed that. So, Junkie XL did additional music. Um, I, I did like uh, the music. Later. Uh, who who, uh, who, yeah. did the, who was the composer on this? I already closed my tab. I should open it up again.
1: Is uh, I, the assistant to Mr. Ramirez was Daniela DiCarlo. Music Good by
0: answer. Harry Gregson Williams. Do you know who that is?
1: I Mr. feel like I've heard the name. Mr.
0: Video Game Fan.
1: Harry Wilson Williams?
0: Harry Gregson Williams. No, I'm sorry. Harry Gregson Williams.
1: (laughs) What? What did he do? I'm sorry.
0: I'm going to run through his his video game monography, okay? Tell me if you've heard of any of these, Marcus. All right. Okay? Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Oh, wow. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Wow. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Woo! Metal Gear wow. Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Damn. Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeros. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Metal Gear uh, Solid yes, 5
1: the, kind of spacey one.
0: the Phantom Pain. Uh, do you think Kevin Spacey plays video games?
1: <laughs> probably got a lot of free time right now, so. <laughs>
0: Perhaps. I know his character on House of Cards played video games for whatever reason.
1: Um, so does that mean that uh, the writer of that show is probably a video gamer? What the fuck is his name? Aaron? What are you saying to me? What, is this? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> That's a st- this, the, look, this commentary was great. I'm glad we did this, Marcelo.
0: Wait, wait, hold on. The writer uh, of House of Cards? Bo Willemson? Yeah, what was
1: his name? Mo Williams. Bo
0: stuff? Bo Bo Willem, something. That's the showrunner
1: of House of Cards. Was, I thought it was uh, one of those like the newsroom guy, that guy. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. I thought it was one of those. No,
0: he, he he didn't do House of Cards.
1: My mistake. Um, I apologize to our <laughs> listeners for. Getting that fact wrong. I'm glad you sat with us.
0: I'm going to say, this doesn't matter, but I'm just going to clear this up. House of Cards, the showrunner uh, who wrote most of the episodes, uh, who uh, assuredly wrote the pilot. I'm sure. I'm not going to look it up, but it was Bo Willimon. Hey,
1: the soundtrack's available on CD, Marcella, Are you going (laughs) to run out and get that?
0: This went off the rails pretty quickly, I think, in the last five minutes. Look, look,
1: look. Just let... Just, let's just wrap it up we had a great time uh, we're glad that you could listen to us, uh,
0: we're, <laughs> we're, glad listen to us. we're glad minutes. that you can listen to us we're glad that you're able to listen to us
1: yeah we, we had a great time Marcelo had a great time <sighs> I had a good time
0: uh, I had a great time you had a good time <laughs> okay next episode let's set it up we're gonna dive deeper and unlock the mystery of Domino we're going to yes uh, uh, go back I mean Marcus I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this assignment and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take this on too. We're gonna have to break down the plots and have it make sense. I'm gonna write it out mm. just like Donnie Darko, just like we did Shit. on the Donnie Darko okay. episode. We're gonna, we're gonna make this make sense. Okay. And I'm gonna do research on, on the background on this, on what's real, what's fake. Uh, gonna listen to that commentary. Do Commentaries,
1: everything. deleted scenes, uh, the the interview with Domino Harvey on the on the Blu-ray. I'm,
0: uh, what I'm going to try to find is some interviews from Richard Kelly himself, because um, I'm sure he did press for this. Because again, I said this earlier, yeah. he was hot shit at this point. He he, he, <laughs> he he was coming off of Donnie Darko. He was he was a hot property yeah. in Hollywood. So I'm sure he was. Yeah, on. that, that was,
1: he was a he was a name attached to this yeah. for sure. Like he had to have been.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna dig deep into Domino next episode, and then after that, I, I don't see why we're not just gonna go ahead and do South End Tales. I don't unless we find something else to talk about. Unless like uh, there's another Richard Kelly pro, uh, you know project out there that we forgot. Yeah. That, you know, but no, I I think after that we're free and clear. We're gonna do Southland Tales. So
1: yes, exactly. Yeah. We promise, we promise. we'll we do that for sure. Um, <clears throat> that's it. That's that's all for
0: this episode. Let's end it, Marcus. Uh, how do we usually end this episode? I mean, the, we no, want no, to, wait, this series episode. I'm we so want
1: tired. to. I'm so tired. <laughs> what we want to do to end our show is to remind everybody to have a nice apodcalypse. Right. Bye, everybody.